want to make sure my face is on the re-edited version from now on. Yeah. That's my only stipulation. <laughs> yes, get in, get in. Get in. Get in. Oh, no, should have got a scarf. Yeah, yeah. I've got me vape. <laughs> That's a Tito piece. <laughs> I just grabbed whatever was nearest to me and just started waving it around. I love oh, it. Oh, boys, boys, fantastic, fantastic. But first, welcome to Loaded Mag, um, NUFC, Fully Loaded Transfer Show. We are back. And look, as you can tell, we are celebrating, as are you in the chat, no doubt. Um, Eddie Howe's semi-final mags. Uh, we made it, boys. Um, how how enjoyable was that a watch for you? No, hang on, hang on, Pete. We're still celebrating. Hey, strong guy! You never ever beat the man! Hey, strong guy! You never ever beat the man! Hey, strong guy! Hey, strong guy! You never ever beat the man! Hey, strong guy! You never ever beat the man! Hey, strong guy! Okay, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Love it. Love it. Uh, what a guy. What a guy. But what a performance, boys. What a performance. Look, Dad, Daz, I know you got I know you got um some picks. I know you want to do a, a maybe a like a mini mini review, but but in but just while we wait for Keith, uh, Keith is joining us. Uh, he's just finishing a uh, a podcast for Hearts, and then he's going to come and join us in a second. He said he'll be on very, very soon. But look, how are we feeling, boys? How are we feeling? Semi-finals of the Carabao Cup. Excited. Excited, Pete. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely amazing. Uh, we're, we're in, we're in the, the semi-final draw, which is on later tonight. Like, there's so much stuff happening. Uh, that's on as well. Uh, so, yeah, um, Come on, come on! Uh, is it Wolves or Forest? Uh, that, that's what, that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll take either the, the Manchester clubs as well. Uh, all the way, all the way for this one. Uh, absolutely delighted. Bring it on, Chris. How you feeling? I know you've been working away, but you definitely watched that match last night. What what are your what are your thoughts? You still you still on cloud nine? You still buzzing? Yeah, do you know what? I'm absolutely made up. I, I I was a little bit frustrated last night because I had my Sky Go app on uh, and it kept cutting in and out. So like I felt I was watching the game obviously, but I felt like I was missing parts of it. You know, I like to watch all the intricate details. So I was I was a little bit gutted last night. Um, but I, I then watched the highlights back. You know, so that I didn't didn't miss anything. But yeah. Absolutely made up, mate. And do you know what? Weirdly, my dad rang me about half an hour ago when I was talking to him, and he, he's he's had a few likes, so he, he was made up. I think he's still celebrating. Um, and he, he was saying to me, you know, like it, it's mad to think, uh, you know, and he, he's a completely different era to me. And he even he, he's like a kid at Christmas. He's absolutely <laughs> buzzing, and he's saying to me like, oh, you know, it's funny. Like even if we don't we'll see what happens with the draw tonight you know what i mean and we may touch on that in a bit you know in terms of who we want what we're looking for but 
just to be he, he, the words he said were it's just great to be in the mix and now we're, we're at the top table and we're in the mix and they, this is all we've been after you know we, and what a, what a fantastic squad we've got and you know we saw um we saw you know the stuff on on sky sports news yesterday you know with like in the changing rooms and the lads and the camaraderie and everyone's together and it's just it's just best best thing best feeling in the world and um, you know, dead proud of the lads. Think they've done fantastically well. Um, and it's also, it's kind of, it's kind of taken away a little bit of emphasis from the league, hasn't it? I don't know about you boys, but you know, some people were questioning. Certainly not Newcastle fans, but you know, uh, outsiders saying, would they like top four or would they like a trophy? I think last night shows yeah what what Newcastle fans really want this season. Um, both, you know, yeah, yeah, both. <laughs> no, ab- absolutely both. But I think you know. It's been so long waiting for the trophy, what, 1969? And then we get to a semi-final. And I think there's real belief in the first time in, I can't even remember how long, that, like, we can go into this and we can win it. We we can win this tour, uh, this trophy. And it's just it's just amazing. Uh, Absolutely. 100%. A lot, just to give a little bit of an update, um, Forrest are beating Wolves 1-0. Um, and it's currently 0-0 uh, between Southampton um, and Man City, so um, I'm sure people in the chat will keep an eye on that. On that, one. I've got the game on. I've got the game oh, on, so I'll it. I'll keep it. I'll keep an eye out. You know me with me updates on the <laughs> yeah. ball. Um, on the ball, we'll get the updates up there. Uh, that is for sure. But look, it, it is absolutely fantastic. You know, um, in, in the final four, in the hat for the next round tonight, semi final. To be in that position is just absolutely class. It, it really, really is. And uh, look, for me, um, you know, Jordy Team for Life won't be happy with me, me saying this, but you know, forget the FA Cup. It's all about the Carabao Cup tonight. Yeah. Uh, I've already mentioned I'm not a massive fan of the FA Cup, uh, not in its current form. Um, would I take it? Of course I would. But we the Carabao Cup and we've got a chance to win a cup in the semi-final. Let's go all out for it. But look... <laughs> And Pete, just, just, just for, for me, it's like the FA Cup match didn't happen because it kind of didn't. Because for me, I was the, the lads that know that I was watching the FA Cup and we had thunder and lightning here in Galway and the power went for an hour. So when I when the power came back on, we we're 2-1 down and Chris Wood was bearing down on goal. I'll say no more. So, uh, yeah, it never happened. Well, look, it actually, that feeds right into the question that I want to ask you guys. Uh, for me... I want to ask you the question straight off the bat. You know, obviously we're in the semi-finals of the League Cup, fair enough. But going back to Saturday, you know, what do you make of the fringe players' performances, and and are you concerned with them going into the back end of this season? I want to get your thoughts on this. Well, my, mine here will be short because I, I didn't get to see it all uh, and I wasn't going to watch it back <laughs> after that. Then, mm. But uh, no, they're not good enough. We, we have been staying up for a while. Uh, we said it in, in a few squad games and we'll say it again, I imagine, in the summer for the next squad game part three. But uh, And I think Dan Ashford said it before the game last night. It was great at an interview that, that it was on the sky as well. Uh, that, yeah, we, we need we need to, 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 to move some players on. Uh, there'll be so, some out to allow for some to come in. Uh, it, it looks like it, it did look it look like uh, that 
they are going to to do something. Uh, I know the, the, I had a bit of a doom and gloom before that. Before I thought, thought okay, then I think not going to do anything here. But no, I I think from what he was saying, it looks like they are going to do something. But uh, yeah, to answer your your original question, Pete. No, they're not good enough, I'm afraid. Uh, and but it was always going to be the case. It, it, we keep saying it, it's a project. It's going to take time. Uh, you can't just flash a magic wand. Uh, we have to work within financial fair play. So uh, we'll take it bit by bit, and we'll enjoy each little step along the way. Chris, what are your thoughts? Uh, I know you you watched the game. Uh, what do you make of offerings players? Um, you know, you got Tiger Studios. Welcome, Tiger Studios, saying fringe players shite. We need we need players signed in this window. Would you agree with that one? Yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he's far off the mark. I mean, the only the only thing I'd say, Target, is um, we we definitely need to upgrade on the players that we've got on the fringe uh, or the underbelly, as I like to call them. Um, whether or not we'll do that this window, I, I would argue January is probably the worst time to be doing that. I think January is for reinforcements or for immediate action if you like um don't get me wrong you know if we sign like a right back understudy to kid and trip yeah you know that that would work out absolutely fine but in terms of a big squad overhaul i would never expect that in january um i think it will be two possibly three maximum players coming in um but in terms of what i saw from the sheffield wednesday game do you know what it was it was there was no surprises for me like i you know we made we made a lot of changes which surprised some i understand that but in terms of performance and what happened, um, you know, we, we faced a Sheffield Wednesday side who were in fantastic form. Yes, they're the league one side, but they will have treated that game, you know, as, as a big final, you know, for themselves. Like, you know, it's a massive, massive scalp to be, you know, beating Newcastle, especially at the minute with all the press on us. Um, but yeah, it just highlighted to me, you know, the, the number of players that, you know, their time at Newcastle is probably over. Um, you know, fantastic servants, some of them, but it, it's definitely time to move on. It's definitely time to upgrade in certain positions. And obviously, when we're missing two, three, four, five, hopefully not six first team players, that that's what we're going to be putting up with. Um, and unfortunately, yeah. it's it's just simply not good enough. You could you could list, you know, you, we all know who I'm talking about here. But when you see where those players go, that will tell you everything you need to know. Are, are any of the top ten going to be signing any of those players? Now, um, some of them will be lucky to stay in the Premier League. The majority will go to the lower league, whether that be Championship or League One. Um, but yeah, it, it it was more a tinge of disappointment for me because there was a, a few players in particular, and the two I'll mention, um, are Jamal Lewis and Elliot Anderson, because for me that was a real big, um, you know, that was a real big test for them. It was kind of a bit of an audition to say, can you stand up? Can you can you be in the squad? Um, you know, can can I trust you to perform week in, week out? And I don't want to be too harsh on them because it, it, if they were drafted in, uh, you know, Elliot Anderson's going to play a lot better with Bruno next to him. Uh, Jamal Lewis is going to play a lot better with Fabian Shaw and Sven Botman and Kevin Trippier on the back line with Nick Pope behind him. Um, but I just think some of them, they didn't do themselves any favours, particularly Chris Wood. Um, you know, all all jokes aside, that, that, that finish is just not, it's just it, it's just not acceptable, unfortunately. Uh, I felt sorry for him, and you could see he was gutted, and I know he was getting a lot of stick, and I can see why he was getting stick, but I did feel a bit sorry for him because I thought you could see how devastated he was, and, you know, it's not his... Well, I'm saying it's not his fault that, like, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's done that finish, but it just shows that lack of quality, 
And for me, I, I just looked, I looked back at the end of the game and I wasn't annoyed. I wasn't angry because I thought to myself, with this squad, we can't compete on three fronts this season. It's too no, much. Um, and Eddie, I was absolutely right prioritising the Carabao Cup because we're so far into the competition. Um, and there's some big clubs that have already been knocked out. Was I happy to go out of the FA Cup? Of course not. But yeah. realistically speaking, we're not ready to challenge on three fronts. It's, and, it's, just and not, just, it's not feasible. Just to think about that, Chris, we mightn't be, be able to challenge on three or four fronts next season when we're in the Champions League as well. So just to keep that in mind. This is it, mate. Eddie's European mags. There you go. You are absolutely right, 100%. Um, Look, look, I've got another question for you, but um, just very quickly, uh, Keith Downey is on his way. He's just finishing a Hearts podcast and then he's going to come and join us. So stay tuned because we're holding all the big questions and all the big topics and conversations for when Keith joins us. But look, We've already started a number of questions already that we're going to ask Keith when he comes on. Um, and he is the greatest dancer. You're absolutely right. I <laughs> see that in the chat. Uh, hopefully we get to see it. But um, but uh, get your questions in if you haven't already for Keith around transfers, around anything NUFC. Make sure you get your your, your questions in. We're going to go, have a, a question section with regards to this show. But I just want to come back to your point. You mentioned about Elliot Anderson. I thought he was really, really poor in terms of his overall play on Saturday. Um, it surprises me that he's going to stay at the club um, uh, long term because I don't think it's the best thing for him personally. Look, I'm not the best place to, best person place to say that. Eddie Howe's far more knowledgeable on managing a football club than me. But for me, it looks like he needs games. He needs to play. He can play at championship level. I think he needs to go out alone. And I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if after... Eddie Howe's comments before the Sheffield Wednesday game about him staying at the club, that he may change that opinion if we get one or two players through the door. But because he looks desperately in need of getting football. It's not just about the miss. Jordy Team for Life's right. Uh, right. Anderson miss was, was worse. It was a really poor miss. Um, uh, but... And Pete, you know, and Pete, go on. Just, wait, wait, just, just to clarify, because in, in case people take you up wrong, when you say long term, there you mean for this season, not not long term. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, 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 not long. No, I mean, it, it, look, he needs six months of football playing week in, week out. And let's face it, Elliot Anderson could play at the top end of the championship, playing that, week yeah. in, week out, and that would benefit him more than sitting on the bench and playing the odd cup game or playing yeah. the odd two or three minutes here and there for Newcastle. It would serve him better going and playing some football. But I think we're so light as a squad that we need to keep him. But I think we need to get a couple of players in in order to release him, to benefit him for us in the next two or three years. Jamal Lewis had a rusty start, but I see elements of him that could be good for Newcastle, particularly as an attacking fullback. Um, But again, you could argue that he needs a loan. Matt Ritchie needs to leave the club. Um, the fact that Ryan Fraser wasn't in the squad is a, is a big reason why I think he needs to move on. Um, you know, he, he can we get some money for him? Hopefully, get him out of the club, move him on um, from that point. Um, for me, I think um, Jamal Willisells, this will probably be his last season. Um, if we get Europe, I think we'll get a top quality centre-back to come in and really challenge the likes of Shaw and Botman. Um, and that would allow Jamal Lascelles to move on. Um, just not good enough for where we want to go. I don't know what you guys and girls think in the chat. 
It was just not good enough to get to where we want to go as a club. Um, and then, you know what, Pete? Just, just to throw in there from what you were saying, I think I put a message in our group chat when the game was on uh, about Jamal Lascelles. And it's funny, like, when, when he was next to Botman, there was just a few moments during that game and the class, the class difference between him and Botman, and then obviously from Lascelles and Shah, it was it was like night and day, wasn't it? And the, the, the disappointing thing with Lascelles is he's got all the tools, and he reminds me a little bit, and this may be harsh, he, he reminds me a little bit of Titus Bramble, in that sometimes he, he, he'll play decent or he'll do something, and you think, that's right, yeah, that's good. And then within 30 seconds, he'll do something, and you, and you go, wow. Like what? What? What is going through your mind, or what? Why do you think that's you know good, or why would you choose to make that decision? And it, he's just, you're right, Pete. He's just not at the level. He's just yeah. not at the level that we need to be at. And if we sold Jamal ourselves now, I think he'd be lucky to stay in the Premier League. I'll be honest. Yeah, it, honestly, he had. He, I'll be honest. In the first half, I actually thought, you know what? He looks like he's 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 improved on the ball and he looked comfortable with the ball at his feet, passing the ball around. I thought, you know what, he looks like he's, you know, he's learned from the players around him. All of a sudden, in the second half, everything goes to pot. And he just, yeah. he just positionally, he's all over the place. He's just headless, headless chicken, just all over the shop. And that exposes Sven Botman. Because Sven Botman's doing his normal game thinking he's got Shaw behind him that, that he's like <laughs> telepathy. They know what they're doing. And he's yeah, got, man. he's got, he's got Lascelles who's just running around like, oh, he's all over the place just doing his own thing. And it's mad. Now you look at Tuesday night and it's just like, oh. they're clicking. That telepathy's there. The understanding's there. You know, Shaw goes here. Botman goes there. Botman goes there. Shaw goes there. So many, so many times where they're just, the telepathy just works. Mm. And it works so well. Um, and I just think, he, it, 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 you know, if we want to go to where we want to go, squad players need to get moved on. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hammer Jacob Murphy. I think everybody knows the situation with Jacob Murphy. He needs to move on. Um, but I'll be honest, I'm tired of him coming off the bench. Pete, I've, I've been saying that for months, mate. It, it, it's just every time he comes on, it's just like, oh, God. And it's nothing against him personally. But ER, for example, and I know we said we weren't going to batter him. And I was like, oh, it's 1-0 Southampton. Quit in. Get no in. One Southampton. Mate, it's a great finish as well. No way. Great finish. Don't do that to me, man. Great finish. If you get a chance to watch that, that was a belter finish. It was it's like a Chippier-esque ball in. And then he just pings it. What a finish. Is it on Sky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hang on, who was it? Oh, uh, is it, is it, is it Madja or Mare? Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, the ball goes over the top from Ward-Prowse. Ortega on. comes out, heads it out. It goes out wide. James Ward-Prowse gets hold of it. goes out wide. City have got possession. What happens there? Oh, it's a terrible pass. I think it was Foden. Ball gets whipped in. Beats his man. Bang. Kyle Walker, terrible defender. Terrible defender. Oh, that's very nice for Southampton. Give them a bit Ooh, of hope. Finish there. that. Oof. I tell you what. Uh, look, great finish. There's a long way to go. Only 21, 22 minutes into the game. But what I will say. Great start. Oh, that's a great finish. I've just seen it. Super. Um, Sekomara, who we were linked with in the summer, funnily yeah. enough. Um, 
Uh, and we talked about him on the Fully Loaded Transfer Show. Um, what I will yeah, say is, and I don't know what everybody in the chat, got nearly 200 in the chat, what do you think? If Man City go out tonight, look, there's a long <laughs> way to go in this game. If Man City go out tonight, we can we we can be anybody that's left in this competition. Yeah. Man City yeah. are obviously cup specialists. If they go out tonight, we can beat anybody. Would you put us, and this is the question, I'll ask Chris, I'll ask Daz, everyone in the chat, would you put us as favourites for the Carabao Cup if Man City go out tonight? That's the question that I want to ask you guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in first, Daz. Sorry, I'm oh. excited here. If, <laughs> if Man City go out, of that, uh, go out of the Cup tonight, we are favourites. Who, who, who's top of the football pyramid? How are the teams True. left? True. But I'd at the same what, time, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind playing Man United. Bring but it. At the same time, I, I don't want us to be favourites because I, I'd, I'd rather no, I be underdogs, underdogs, and then then just to just to, to show up and and do do the job. Um, but we probably will be favourites with, with the bookies, um, depending oh, on injuries going into going into getting closer to and who we're playing. Um, but look at let's let's long, long way to go in the games tonight first, and then we have the draw, and then we've got a couple of weeks before we get to those. Uh, well. Two weeks until we get to those games. What, can I just just while we're on this subject? Can I ask you boys a quick question? <laughs> and I was discussing this with my dad earlier, and it, it, people may think I'm absolutely bonkers saying this. Let's let's assume let's assume that Man City go through tonight. Um, you know, we'll, we we won't get too excited or ahead of ourselves. Let's assume Man City go in go ahead, uh, through tonight. I was saying to my dad before, and in my opinion, but the perfect draw for me tonight would be an, an away tie. I want I want to play away first in that first leg, and then I want to go back to St James's for the second leg because I think the, the atmosphere for the second leg, even if we lose the first leg away, say we lose lose it one nil, the, yeah. the atmosphere at St James's for that second leg will be unbelievable. So I'm hoping for an away tie, and I also said to me dad, I I wouldn't mind City in the semis, you know, I really really wouldn't because. The way I'm looking at it is, if I think we can beat them over two legs, I think it's doable. And I worry about playing City in the final at Wembley because City they've got mm. players who know they know how to win finals. They're used to it, you know. To them, it's like bread and butter, really, isn't it? And then I think to myself, imagine the confidence if we go and beat City over two legs. Imagine the confidence in the players thinking we we can do anyone. We we can we can beat anyone. And so what I want to ask you boys is, let's assume City go through tonight. Are use what what are you hoping for? Uh, for the for the cup draw, what would be your ideal cup draw? Forest. Sorry, Forest. <laughs> I just want to get get one step at a time like because yeah, yeah. I like yeah. I like to see. Uh, then, if let's say if, if uh, Man City do come back against Southampton, I like to see City versus Man United uh, beating the heads of each other, and uh, then then go then we take whoever is the winner out of that. So. But yeah, I'd rather to give us give us the easier easier round, Chris. Um, just to make sure we get to the final. I know what you're saying about I don't want to play a city in the final either, but just um, gives the easiest option first. Yeah. I uh, yeah, Forest or Wolves, a take. I think in a one-off game, I think we can we we could beat Man United in a one-off game. I think that would be better suited for us to play at Wembley. Against a Man United or Man City, um, yeah, Jake's right. Yeah, Jake's right. Absolutely spot on. Nobody would want to play as you know what. Speaking to Dan Potts tonight before I came on uh, with with with, uh, with his boys unloaded, 
the one thing he said after watching the game last night, he said, nobody wants to come to St. James's Park. He said he could not believe the atmosphere. And, and they were quite unanimous. They said it's the best atmosphere in the Premier League. Now, you're talking Man United fans. You're talking Arsenal fans. talking Chelsea fans. Lawless even, even agreed with it. Good old Lawless. Newcastle is the best stadium in the Premier League right now. The best atmosphere to be at at any ground in the Premier League, bar none. We are setting trends bigger than anybody else. There is no doubt about it. Now, you put that on the second leg of a Carabao Cup, we're ramping it up bigger than what it was last night. That 2-0. 2-0. No way. 2-0. You're lying to me. 2-0. 2-0. You're lying to me. Shinepo, I've, I've missed the goal, I'll be honest. So I've, I've been the, the zooming in on all the Chris. He's coming in the chat, look. Yeah, so uh, who's got hold of it there? Gineppo's is... oh, got, what, four players around him? He hit. Oh, my God. He's chipped Ortega from about He's 25 yards out. He's chipped him 25 yards out. Ortega's about... Ortega's about eight, nine yards off his line. And the lad, Gineppo's just looked up, looked at him and seen Ortega off his line. And he's just gone sod it and do a bit of an Albert and just chipped him. It's 2-0 to Southampton against Man City. Um, Keith's just come in the green room. We can see him right now. Um, That was your audition, Chris. That was your audition for Sky Sports. I know, I know. Like a soccer Saturday. Um, (laughs) Uh, we're going to bring Keith in in just a second, but I've got we've got a question that we want to ask him. Boys, I don't know if you want to just put a message in the chat, just just for Keith, just before he comes on. Um, um, but I cannot believe it. Two nil to Southampton. Still early doors. Still early doors. Thirty minutes gone. Yep. But you know that's potentially that's the favourites for the cup out. If Southampton can continue this and, and go on and, and win it, this is this is crazy, crazy stuff right now. Absolutely crazy stuff. Um, wow, what a goal. I've just watched it now. What's Ortega doing? What's he doing? I've no idea. And look, I'm not in a place to argue with it at all. No, no, not in a place happy. to argue with it. More than happy. Um, but this is crazy. Guys and girls in the chat, let's get excited. Why not? We're playing class right now. We're in the semi-finals. We're in the hat. We're in the hat guaranteed. Man City are not. So they've got it all to do. They've got it all to do. Questions are coming in for Keith right now or all um, over the place. Um, the loaded boys is we've asked Keith a question. Um, hopefully he's in a position. Um, Keith hasn't so, seen the question. He's looking um, at the match. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he can believe it either. Um, but uh, uh, Yeah, we've got thumbs up. We've got thumbs up. Got, Hang on. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And I think we're going to go. Uh, maybe we'll just remove the comment, Chris. We'll go Sorry, live because we've got some breaking news. Breaking news. And we'll go to a reporter uh, live. Here he is. Let's get him, our Me. reporter. Keith Downey, what have you got for us, Keith? 
Yeah, hi guys, thanks very much. It's some pretty significant breaking news, actually, um, just coming into me in the last couple of moments. Um, and obviously with two weeks left of the transfer window, it's a big milestone. I believe you guys have hit 5,000 subscriptions. Uh, yes. Which uh, I'm told is a, yes. <laughs> an exciting time. And, um, you know, something that the... Newcastle fan base and everyone involved in, in this podcast moving forward are, are very proud of. So um, congratulations to you guys and um, long may your success continue. Cheers, Amazing. Thank you, Keith. Thank you, thank Keith. Thank you very much. And look, massive welcome to the show, Keith. Uh, thank you for coming back on again. It's uh, I think it's your second appearance, if I'm, if I'm right in thinking, on Loaded. Um, really, really appreciate you. And look, I think it's quite fitting that, um, that that you've come to join us tonight, Keith, and we've hit 5,000 subscribers because it's it's because a fantastic guest like yourself, Keith, is the reason why um, so many people um, subscribe to the channel. We're just five dads who just love talking about Newcastle United. We love the club. Uh, and we've brought so many on the journey and having guests like you coming on and talking about all things Newcastle is the reason why people come and, and subscribe. Yeah. So a massive thanks to you, Keith, and massive thanks to everybody in the chat and everybody that's watching right now because we couldn't have done it without you over the over what the last year and a half just over. Yeah, well listen, firstly Thank, firstly, thank you for the, the warm welcome. Secondly, apologies for being late. I was actually over on a, um, another podcast, a Hearts podcast. Um, the team I support, they want me to come on and talk about because Hearts are making a few signings this week and I've had a little bit of information on it. So they wanted me to come on and chat about that. What they didn't tell me is they were going to do a quiz at the end and they did a North East, they did a North East Hearts football quiz at the end. They wow. The questions were just so difficult, and I was it was and I was like, no, I'm not coming off till I, till I get till I get this. <laughs> five minute quiz took half an hour. I mean, some of the questions <laughs> ridiculous. So that's why I'm late. But listen, thank you very much for bringing me the news about the um, Man City Southampton score. I've literally just put it on behind me, having heard you guys talking about it, and I thought it was a wind up to start with. So. Um, <laughs> That's looking pretty good. That's looking pretty good. I know, obviously, the draw hasn't been made yet, but if Man City were to, if you were to get Man City out of there, I think Newcastle fancy their chances against anyone that's left, really, including including Man. Literally, Keith, you've you've literally just said what we said before you came on air is that we said if Man City go out of this competition tonight, like we asked that we asked the people in the chat surely we look at ourselves potentially as favourites because of the way in which we're playing right now. We're the highest ranked team in the competition. If you look at position right now, like we are, we, we're, we're right in the mix, surely. But but first of all, um, obviously, before we get into various other things, I just want you to, you know, just, just to give me your feelings and, uh, and obviously a little bit of a review of, of, of the fantastic 2-0 win against Leicester City last night that put us into the, the semi-finals. Different, difficult and very disappointing performance at the weekend in Sheffield United. You know, we, we, we asked the question, where are we going to bounce back? Where are we going to get a reaction? It looks like we got that. What was it from your perspective? Yeah, um, I I mean, it felt very much like, and I was there. I was there early yesterday. I got there about three o'clock, and I was doing some lives in the build-up, and you know, I bumped into Shea Given and Alan Shearer, and then Steve Watson and Nobby Solano was, there. and it felt like there were a lot of a lot of big names there, former players. It felt like a big night. It really just felt like a. It almost had the feeling of like a European 
evening about it. That's kind of what it felt like. It felt to me like there was a lot of pressure on the game, and I think that was due to the result against Chef Wed at the weekend. And, you know, if Newcastle hadn't have gone through last night and you were out of both cups by mid-January, it would have just taken the shine off the season, I felt, a little bit. Irrespective of what happened. Yes, if you finished top four, everyone would have forgotten about it. But I just felt to have a cup competition to go at, in a couple of weeks' time and potentially into into February just gives just gives everyone something to kind of dream and get excited about. So listen, I don't know how many of you, if any, were, were there last last night, but the atmosphere was I mean the, the noise when the um when the players emerged from the tunnel to greet the fans was as loud as I've heard it. It honestly was it was um it was a different oh, it actually sent the the hairs kind of like ting you know, you just felt the hair stand up in the back of your neck. It was really um it was really, it was really something to behold, and it, it, I, I felt that the the fans kind of helped Newcastle to such a quick start. Obviously, Sean Longstaff had that chance after within the first minute, and then I think Bruno had a couple of shots wide. And you know, Brendan Rodgers couldn't have complained if Leicester had gone in three three 0 down at, at the break. You know, Newcastle were just so far ahead in that first half, and really throughout the whole game, throughout the whole game, and. Um, they battered them, they really did, but I think the crowd helped massively because I think the players really got a lift from seeing that display before the game, the noise of the crowd. And I know we say it again and again about the 12th man, the Newcastle fans really were the 12th man last night. And I have to say it was a it was a real privilege to be there last night. And I think Leicester can count themselves lucky that the scoreline was, was only 2-0 at the end. But, you know, I've had my dad down to a couple of games um, sort of since takeover and he couldn't make it last night he's just been down a few and I, I, I kind of regretted it a little bit I thought you know it would have been great to have had him down just to see that last night because the evening games as you guys well know are just there's something about it like just the, the crackling atmosphere and the air expectancy and the noise everything's just cranked up a little bit performance was top so the performance was so good I mean as I say there was pressure on that but the players played as though there, there wasn't pressure last night and um, you know it's worked out perfectly now because although you'd want to be in the FA Cup the way it's the way it's fallen now you've got a free weekend in the middle of those two Carabao Cup semi-finals and are are the other teams going to have I'd need to check and see who's still in it and who's not but you know you would imagine that if Newcastle are up against a team who do play in the in the FA Cup in the middle of that that gives them a, a bit of an advantage so I don't know maybe it was part of the grand plan whatever but the players and management um, really, I think they can really feel vindicated But for, for the, the little bit of criticism that, that sort of came their way at the weekend after the Sheffield Wednesday result. But, you know, those are the kinds of nights that you'll look back on and say, you know, it was great It was great to have been there last night. And although it's only a quarterfinal and I know a lot, a lot of people are saying, you, you know, you've not won the thing, whatever. It just felt like a really, it felt like a big night. It, it, it feels, it felt, it, it felt and it still feels different this time because it's you know it, it feels like you know when we've got to quarterfinals before semifinals before it feels like you know th- this is the pinnacle like we, we we're not going to get any more than this but with with how we're building as a club it almost feels like it's the start of something we, we've managed to break that barrier already to get to a semi-final for the first time um since 2005 and it feels like there's more to come Whereas before that, if we ever got to a certain point in the cup quarterfinals under Rafa Benitez, um, it never felt like we could actually sustain it and and back it up and, and go that step further. I mean, the one with Steve Bruce at Brentford away um, a few years ago was just a, a, an absolute disgrace. But but for now, 
it seems like we can actually go and take it further and go that one step further, even in the semi-finals, no matter who we get. So, and if Man City are, um, uh, are on the way out, like it looks like at the moment, you know, it, it only strengthens our, our case. Um, that is for sure. But you know, we had this conversation just just before you came on, Keith, uh, about that. But uh, boys, I don't know if you want to add anything to that before we move on to, to to the next point with regards to what Keith said about the about the result. Can I, can I just say one thing, one more thing, guys, that I just was thinking about there while you were chatting? Do you know one thing that really struck me last night was how good it was for um, for the manager to have real options? I mean, see to see Isak coming on in the last minute, Alan Like, just, I mean, if you're Leicester and you're running to the ground and you turn around and there's Alexander Isak about to come on and then Alan St. Maximin, it, it just felt different. It felt like it felt like there were real options last night. Like it just felt, you know, you're not looking at the bench and you're, you're not, you were strength, not strengthening, but the players that were coming on were of equal standard, if not better than who was on the pitch already. Whereas at times this season, it felt, feels like when subs have been made, the standard's gone down a little bit, but that was the first time that Wilson and Isak have both been available to how in any squad since the start of the season. And if you're a player, you know from being a player, when you look round and you've got good subs waiting to come on, it makes you play a little bit better as well. And I think it gives the team and the squad a lot more belief that they know that if things aren't going great, they've got players who can come on and change it. And I don't think that has been the case a lot this season. And I think to have that last night was a real... I know the game was pretty much over by the time they came on, but I just think it gives the players a boost even before they take to the field when they look at the subs bench and they see options like that. No, to- totally agree, Keith. And that's what we were saying in, in our own chat as well when the match was ongoing. Just to have, instead of the, the likes of bringing Wood on, we have Isaac to, to, to bring on and, and ASM back and, and ready to, to come off the bench as well. And it's only going to get get better as, as we go into the further windows and further seasons. Our bench is going to get stronger. The squad gets stronger. The, the project gets stronger. And uh, I think Dan, Dan Ashford touched on it as well before. Great, great, actually, bit of, bit of commentary on the, the build up to the match that uh, they're talking about maybe 20, if they can move a few out, then they might try and bring one or two in. So uh, it's, it's on, loads to look forward to. Definitely. Um, look, let's move on um, just because I wanted to um, just, just very briefly before we get into the uh, into the discussion on some of the questions that have come into the chat. Um, you know, what, what what have you made? Because we've not spoke to you for a while, Keith, on the show. But what have you made of Eddie Howe um, and, and his season so far? I'll, I'll put a little snippet of pictures up. Um, I'll just flick back to the transfer show one, um, uh, Daz. Yeah. You know, this came on Sky last night and, you know, points per game, um, you know, higher than Keegan, higher than Sir Bobby Robson. Mm. Uh, already making the, these big movements already in such a short space of time. You know, I know you get to you get to interview. I, I listen to it every week your 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 press conferences uh, or Eddie Howe's press conferences, and you get to ask a number of questions. You know what? How is it for you being in that position to to ask those questions and to speak to Eddie Howe? You know what is it like in this position now? Um, be, having a manager that's so forward thinking, that's so modern in, in the way in which he goes about his business, and equally being so successful at the same yeah. time. I mean, he's he's a very impressive character um, when you listen to him and, and you see him. But, do you know, I've probably never been more impressed than 
that little clip from the the dressing room last night and just hearing his little po- listen he didn't he didn't even say very much right but it was the way he said those few words and you could hear a pin drop in the dressing room those players have just put in 95 minutes you know they're absolutely shattered you know sometimes it's quite hard to get the dressing you could hear a pin drop in there and the fact that the first thing he said was you're great we've gone through we're in a semi-final but the bigger thing Dan Byrne scoring at the Gallagher end Newcastle fan you know scoring for his boyhood club and how actually said to me in the press conference afterwards that um, he wanted him to get up and say, say a few words <laughs> but instead Dan decided to I think he was goaded into doing his little dance and instead so I think it actually it kind of just brought a little bit of a smile to everyone's face and just kind of like took away the, the nervousness or the seriousness that you know the awkwardness that Dan might have felt stood up standing because I don't think he's the sort of guy who likes to sort of be in the in the limelight um but that was even in just a two minute cameo from how there was probably more impressed than I've been in any press conference the one thing I'll say is listen it's great listening to him he talks a lot of sense he's got a lot of time for everyone he answers any question he doesn't really get irked or annoyed about anything you ask like he, he I mean he's quite cute and clever with his answers and it's sometimes quite difficult extracting information out of him and you know you guys want to hear me saying this but it's better to interview someone like Steve Bruce because you never know what he's going to say next than like for us for TV just it, it was great. You would go in in the morning and you didn't know what you were going to get next. And as a journalist, that's what that's what you want, right? You don't get that off Eddie Howe because he's kind of, he's so controlled and everything and everything he says. I mean, I just think back to some of the stuff under under Steve Bruce and you know and and other man, not just Steve Bruce, but other managers. Even like I'm thinking like in Middlesbrough when they had Neil Warnock recently, it was great going down and speaking to him and Wilder. You never knew what they were going to say next. Whereas Howe's here. Yeah, well, yeah, that was before my time. <laughs> I, heard, I heard what he was like um, from the guy in the press room. But how's more? How's more of a kind of modern kind of considered? And he's very protected and, and everything and everything he says. And listen, it's frustrating for us sometimes because you know if he says Callum Wilson's out for six weeks, he's going to be on the bench on Saturday or vice versa. And <laughs> he's very he's very clever in what he does. And I think we're all just trying to work out the, the way he does things. But that's to his credit, and I think why he's. I think that's probably why he's got such respect from the players and I've said this a few times now but the one thing I've noticed more than anything is that all those players who have left whether it be on loan or permanent and you know you can list them all your Dwight Gales your Isaac Haydens Kieran Clarks all Jeff Hendricks all these guys who have left on loan and you know some of them have gone they didn't need to go I mean Dwight Gale could have sat out for another two years and picked up his money but he's gone because They've got respect for Eddie Howe and what he's trying to do for the football club. Some of these guys weren't really that bothered about continuing playing. They kind of felt that their careers were up. And, you know, for them, it's more a financial thing than a football thing at this stage in their career. But the reason they've done all that is because of so much respect for Eddie Howe as a manager and the way he's treated them and, treated them and the way they've, he's spoken to them since they arrived, that they've wanted to do that. Would that have been the case under previous managers? I don't know. But under Eddie Howe, these guys have all got... I mean, look at Matt Ritchie, for example. He's hardly kicked a ball. He played against Chef Wedd on Saturday. He's hardly played in 2022. I don't know if he started a game. And yet, as he moaned once, that would not have been the case under a previous manager. And it's because Eddie Howe deals with it. All these guys have left. They've gone to other clubs on loan or permanently, differently, different outposts of the UK. Not one of them, not one of them has had a single bad word to say about Eddie Howe. And I think for me, that speaks volumes. Um, so listen, he's great to deal with. He, um, he, you know, he's just a good guy. He's just a good, solid guy. Um, 
and and you know he's he, he, he he's helpful and he knows that you've got a job to do as well and I think he respects and appreciates that you've got to listen since he's come in everything's been good so it's easier to work in those circumstances when when everything's going well but you can't criticize anything he's done I mean he, he literally the only blot on his copybook has been that Sheffield Wednesday defeat but as we've touched on already that actually might end up working you know end up being what 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 Newcastle needed the end of the season you know I think going out to Cambridge last year was horrendous at the time and I think if I'm, I think if he's honest he was probably unsure about whether this was going to be he was going to be in it long term at that stage because you know he was almost under a little bit of pressure after that but turned it around massively and I think that Cambridge defeat actually helped Newcastle go on that brilliant run until the end of the season let's you know let's hope it's similar with the Sheffield Wednesday one and it helps this double header um, semi-final Whoever it is, Newcastle are going, to, are going to face. But yeah, listen, it's just a it's just a, a pleasure and a, and a privilege to, to cover the club at the moment. To be honest, that's that's all I've really got to say. Just, I think Chris, you, you have a very good question now that would would link in here nicely. Yeah. If you remember. Yeah, so uh, Keith, firstly, thanks very much for coming back on, mate. We, we were delighted, uh, you know, when you agreed to come back on. So yeah, just want to say that reiterate that again. But what what we uh, me and the lads were talking about pre-show, Keith, that we wanted to ask you was, um, you know, obviously we saw the sky cameras yesterday, and it was great to see that insight in, you know, in the changing room. We don't always see that, and we always see those fantastic pictures of the players after the win. Um, so to see that being done live was, you know, really special. And obviously seeing Dan Byrne, I know you said he's quite. Mm-hmm. Uh, shy and retiring character and as we can see Dan Byrne tends to go towards the back of the photos doesn't he so um, it was it was nice you know for him to kind of have that limelight after a fantastic goal but what I wanted to ask you was is there do you think there's any truth and we've heard these rumours before Keith you know that there's a possibility that um, you know we, we could be doing maybe like an Amazon um, you know, like like uh, the, the Tottenham Hotspur did, like Arsenal did, and City did. Do you, do you think there's a possibility that Newcastle could do like an all or nothing kind of show in terms of you know showing behind the scenes? Is there any whispers, or do you think mm. that's going to happen? Um, Sky version. You, um, yeah. Listen, Chris. Firstly, firstly, I agree with you. It was great to see that access last night. Um, you know, things that people don't normally get to see, and I think it just really showed the. A nutshell, didn't it? And I think any Newcastle fan watching that would have smiled. I mean, I, I know myself just as a journalist. I think I've watched it back about six or seven times myself. So, God knows how many how many you guys have. With regard to your question, I'm, I'm afraid I'm I'm not really able to say. Um, but I I, I I do think that there probably is grounds to the story um, in terms of what's happening at Newcastle. I would I would I would expect. Uh, the likes of Amazon, Netflix to be looking into something like that. Um, I, I'm afraid I'm not really, I'm not really allowed to say what the situation is at the moment. But and, yeah, and that, sure. that, to be honest, I'd normally be quite open on most things. But um, I, I, I do, I do think it's something that that could happen in the future. When I'm not sure, but you know any any TV producer that works in that sort of industry worth their salt must be looking at Newcastle right now and thinking, look at this because we're going to take we're going to be able to follow the whole journey to the top, yeah. providing Newcastle get there. So, listen, sorry I can't give you much more information about that at the moment, but um, I think you, you know you're probably along the you're probably along the the right lines in what you're what you're thinking at the moment. No, I appreciate that, Keith. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's a really exciting time, isn't it? And you're quite right. You know, if you, if you, if if anybody was out there thinking, oh, you know, which club could we follow? Where would there be interest? Not just from the the fans of the club, but also like football fans in general. You wouldn't go far wrong picking a club like Newcastle at the minute, would you? 
I'm just not. I'm just not sure. I just don't know whether I can't imagine Eddie Howe being someone who would want if 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 something like that does happen. I can't imagine Eddie Howe knowing him as I do and how private is wanting the cameras in the dressing room all the time. I don't know whether that was maybe a one-off last night, but um, you have to say the stuff in the dressing room with Pep and and Arteta and that in the past has been amazing. And let let's look at Sunderland as well. I mean that that um, Netflix documentary was, was yeah. brilliant. Really was the kind of warts and all thing hearing the fans. It was. It was great, really great, really great viewing. So you know, listen. Hopefully, they, hopefully can, they can do something. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if if they do. I just, I, I probably, I'm not really at liberty to go too much into things at the moment. I'm afraid. Yeah, awesome. Oh, cheers, mate. Well, I, I want to move on um, because we, we've got so many questions here uh, for, for Keith. But of course, we have to start with um, if we're going to talk about any transfer related stuff i'm going to switch it over now so i apologize one second um with this man because you've just been on you've just been on a hearts um podcast talking about this and of course we we have your tweet from from um a few days ago that that mentioned that he was in um he he was in scotland um looking at hearts your team um for face-to-face talks uh just talk to us about that deal you know um what, what did you make of that deal? Were you expecting it? I think there was, I think it might have been Jordy Tune for Life in the chat that said, Did you try and convince him to join? <laughs> Hearts? You know, what did you make of that deal uh, um, yeah, yeah, coming to fruition? Did you not notice I was on that train with him on Monday afternoon? Like, <laughs> you know, I think, um, I think for, for a young lad, 18 years old, he's moved over. You know, he's moved across the world from Australia. He's actually, you know, just kind of broken into the Australian national team at the World Cup. I think he made his debut maybe just a couple of weeks before the World Cup. Just a couple of caps under his belt. You know, he's moving over to the UK, being over here for the first time. Um, I think part of it is that they don't want him to be too far from home. Imagine, you know, a player like that moving over here and then suddenly getting farmed out to Germany or Portugal. And, you know, I think they want him to get used to the way of life in the UK and, and it's probably as close to the northeast as possible. And I know better than anyone. I can jump on a train from Newcastle Central and I'm on Princess Street in Edinburgh in an hour and 25 minutes. So it's just up the road. Um, Scottish football is hustle and bustle. He'll get he'll get toughened up up there for sure. And Hearts is a club. They're the third biggest club in Scotland behind you know Celtic and Rangers. Um, they've got a brilliant infrastructure. They get twenty thousand fans every game. They pack the stadium out. Um, the coaching staff there are great. They've got a, a manager and Robbie Nielsen, who obviously Eddie Howe likes because Eddie Howe says they're going to make sure they, they give them to a club who have got a good coach. And they actually train at the Scottish Performance Centre, so it's where Scotland train for the, the ah. inter- matches. So I mean, the the, um, the facilities are second to none. I mean, if he, I I caught a glimpse of him last Friday. I was up at the Newcastle training ground doing a couple of lives before the press conference, and he was about. 30 yards away from me doing the bleep test, right? So he was running up and down that indoor hall at Newcastle doing the bleep test. And I was thinking, God, you're going from this to the Scottish Performance Centre up there, the training facilities. It's like night and day because, as you know, Newcastle is, Newcastle's training ground isn't fit for purpose. And although they're upgrading at the moment, things like the indoor hall still remain. And I was thinking, God, wait till you see, because it's amazing up there. Like the facilities are absolutely brilliant like it's modeled on st george's park and wow. so all that all those facilities are great but I, I think the biggest the biggest pull 
for for him as a player, and by the way, he had he had interest from numerous clubs in England and abroad. You know, League One clubs, Championship clubs, other clubs in Scotland, Germany, and Portugal. Portugal. But I think the biggest pull for him were the fact that, and I mentioned it in my tweet there, that there's actually three Aussie internationals in the Heart squad, and I think he's quite close to a couple of them. So, you know, he's moved over here in his own, 18 years old, and it'll be a bit of like a home for home. He can go up. I wouldn't be surprised if he actually lives with one of the lads. To start with, just to try and try and ease it, ease it in. So, listen, from a selfish point of view as a Hearts fan, I'm I'm excited. I'm looking forward to seeing him. I know, obviously, he might not settle straight away. It might it might even take into next season. I don't know how long. I don't know whether the loans until the end of the season or if it's an eighteen month loan. But you know, it might take him a while. But I'll tell you something. He will get looked after up there at Hearts, and it'll be a really good grounding for him in terms of uh, in terms of British football. So I'm excited to see how he gets on. Um, I was told earlier today there's a chance he might be involved in Friday. The Hearts are playing on Friday. Um, if it obviously if it if it gets pushed through in time, I think there's just an issue with the paperwork regarding his work permit. But you know these things take a bit of time. So if he is involved on Friday, I might I might actually get myself up there and go and, and see if he gets on. He would be he would be yes. on the bench, of course. I don't think he's going to walk into the starting eleven. But listen, he's a raw, exciting talent, loads of pace. So you know the sky the sky's the limit for him if he if he does things right. So you know exciting time for him to come into Newcastle. You've you know I've seen the game last night and I think exciting times for for yourselves as Newcastle fans and for myself as a Hearts fan. Definitely uh, right. I'm I'm going to come to you with this. Obviously we're in the transfer window right now. Uh, it is January. Lots and lots of discussions about transfers and players and various other things. We'll throw one or two things at you. But first and foremost, I want to know from your perspective, um, you know, what sort of business do we need to be thinking about in this window? What what sort of business do you expect Newcastle to be doing? And, you know, how many players does that accumulate to, in your opinion? I, I, think, I think it's a priority that you bring in a... a deep lying midfielder. I just I, I just think for me that's a priority over anything else. Uh, I know obviously there's been talk um from ourselves and from others that um that Eddie wants to bring in a, a right back, a young right back to sort of learn from Trippier and eventually compete and maybe replace him. But I, I Mankiw actually did okay the other night, I thought at Sheffield Wednesday he was one of the better players. He's not right. bad actually not he's actually not yeah. bad a backup like and Kraft's back in April. I know he might not be named in the twenty five man squad, but for me the priority right now is a midfielder. You've been you know, you're playing you're playing Bruno Longstaff and Willett game after game after game. And I thought Willett was excellent last night. I thought Bruno looked back to mm-hmm. you know, Longstaff missed a couple of chances, but Eddie obviously feels that he Something he gives the team something in terms of his legs, and I think it's important to have a couple of local lads in the team as well and around the place. And I think him and Dan Byrne in there help that. But they need help in there. Like they need help. They need someone in there. I mean, for me, watching Yuri Tielemans last night, I know he didn't have his best game, and it looks maybe like his heart's not in it. Like he's kind of switched off a little bit from things at Leicester. For me, he would be an ideal signing to go in there, sit in midfield. Listen, he can go forward, he can rat around, he can he can spray the ball, but he's he's kind of like it's the younger version of John Joe Shelby, I think. Um and I yeah. I think you could go in, you could put him in a number six role and then push Bruno further forward and kind of play Bruno and Willick or if you want to play Longstaff or you know it just gives you more options. I just feel they're so light in numbers in there at the moment. I think you're asking the same three players to go to the well again and again and again and I just think they need help. So I, I think he needs to bring one in there. And I think it needs to be someone who's ready to go in and play. For me, 
would be the player. I, I would be very surprised uh, if Newcastle don't test the water with a bid between now and the end of the window. I mean, his contract's up in the summer. I also think last night it will have done Newcastle the world of good. Um, Tielemans seeing that, Tielemans experience in that atmosphere and playing in that white hot atmosphere. And I, you know, I know Madison wasn't there, but you know he'll have done it before. I think Tielemans might have been taken aback by just what what was going on there last night. So hopefully that holds him in good stead. Whether they put a bid in or not, I don't know. I would be surprised if they don't because I think if it was me, I would in that situation. The issues you've got there is that Tielemans could kind of command whatever he wants in the summer in terms of wages. So you would think that if they do sign him, he probably would break break the wage structure. So that obviously brings its own problems. Um, and then how much the Leicester want to sell to a rival. But, you know, if he's going to be going for free at the end of the season and Newcastle come in on 25 million, surely if you're Leicester, who are in need of money, by the way, at the moment, surely you take that. So, so yeah, so I think a midfielder, and I think to a slightly lesser extent, a right back. I think if you'd asked me the question two months ago, I would have said, you know, they'll probably look to bring in a forward, like someone who can play across the front. I don't think, I think now with Isak and Wilson available um, and St. Maximin back, and obviously you've got Almiron and Joe Linton, I don't think that is quite as pressing as what it was. So mm-hmm. for me, midfielder is crucial, and I think, I think that'll be the feeling at the club as well. Slightly lesser extent, a right back, but I do probably expect them to add there. Um and, but if they don't, if they don't, it's not the end of the world because, as I say, this man Keo and he's done a decent job when he's come in, and then a, and then an attacker. But you know, I I wouldn't be surprised, and I know I'm probably I err on caution with these things, but I wouldn't be surprised if you got to the window having just added a midfielder. But I hope I'm wrong. Listen, and I, I didn't think you would sign Alexander Isak, and then it came yeah. out. So some of us, uh, you know, we we got quite surprised about that as well. So you you never know. And I do think Newcastle, as a club, the kind of noises that come out of them, they try and make it sound as though they're being conservative and then just suddenly bang, something around. So, um, yeah, let's wait and see. But I I honestly don't think they'll make, and I said this the last window as well and we were a bit wrong, but I don't think they'll make, I just think they're in a different position this January to what, what they were last season. So, um, yeah, but for me, if they, for me, if they were to sign Tielemans, and Tielemans only, I think that would be a successful window. I know that's not what you don't want to hear, but I think with it, to not upset the apple cart within the squad as well, I think that would be a, a good, successful window. And I guess, uh, sorry, Pete, I was just going to say, I, I guess the, we, we, it may change as well as we get, get towards the, the, the end of the window because uh, potential uh, someone might get injured or, or whatever, and it may just alter things slightly. So uh, it, it will be... Uh, a, a living, a living, uh, breathing window as well. Um, but yeah, that's that's that seems. Um, yeah, I did. Hear, just, I, sorry, I was just grabbing that. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I've been talking for about two hours solid, but um, no, yeah, is that a cherry Pepsi Max? It is, mate. Yeah. Great choice. Great choice. <laughs> you see, I've got I've got an eagle eye for these things. Yeah. You know, that's, <laughs> got my tea half eaten over here. I'll show you. Look, right, flip it around. Here's my tea lying half eaten on the table. Oh, <laughs> oh, mate. You're making me feel bad now. You see my camera going off. I'm just having a little mouthful of my dinner. That's what it is. No problem. <laughs> no problem at all. I, I do want to come back to that. I do want to come back to the Tillemans talk because um, obviously you made a really, really good point, Keith, that I want to kind of get uh, Chris and, and Daz's uh, opinion on. I actually didn't think that Tillemans had a bad game 
last night. I thought he, in, in, in the fact that the midfield was so dominant for Newcastle in the way we dominated the game, yeah. I actually think Tillemans was trying to put himself about. And it was almost like, not saying this is the case, but it almost felt to me like he was putting himself in the shop window. He was coming up against Joe Linton, really getting stuck in against Bruno and trying to put himself about in that midfield. And uh, look, I'm based in Leicester, so I know a lot of Leicester fans that go watch him regularly. And what was really interesting, I spoke to a couple the other day, he has been playing in the number six position for a number of games now for Leicester. And it just shows for me that if he's been playing that recently and doing a job for the team, that he can play in that position. And what you've just talked about, Keith, I think was really, really interesting that mm. you know he can play that position. He can maybe um, take... Long stuff out of the team and put him in there, and you've got that quality in the in the ball playing ability um, to really kind of open up midfields. But I just want to get your thoughts, Chris, and, and Daz's uh, opinions on on Tillemans and obviously what Keith said because I think it's really interesting. Like, do you agree that we need a number six? Is that the priority for for, for me? Yeah. Uh, we, we need number six uh, defensive midfielder and y y you guys know I, I said t I called Tillemans uh, right before uh, 20 hours before the, the takeover before we saw uh, a chap on Sky with a, a little a little tear running down his, his eye uh, announcing, announcing that the, the big news we're all waiting for. We, we thought it was done about 20 hours before, but nothing official. But yeah, I was calling with, we were at Ben Jacobs on, and that's who I said, I said, name your price for, for Tillemans. Uh, I want, that's who I wanted through the door. Now, he has gone downhill a bit since then, as we've said a few times. We think Eddie Howe can get bring him back to his best and even bring him better. Mm. Chris, what are your thoughts? Tillemans. Yeah, no, I mean, as, as Keith rightly pointed out, you know, number six is really the priority. And the, the great thing with Tielemans is he's kind of in the in the Bruno mould in the sense that he plays as number six and that would release Bruno to then play in the number eight further up. Um, but similarly, you know, Tielemans is probably his best position is the number eight. So it just gives us that two-prong option, doesn't it? You know, where we, do, we don't necessarily... Because the, the only problem is if you bring in a number six to play, it's great because it will free up Bruno. But then, obviously, if Bruno is out, you're then still needing that number eight. So if you're bringing in a player who can play in multiple positions and play them exceptionally well, it's great. And the opportunity for Yuri Tillmans, it doesn't come about very often. How old is he? Like 26 um, in the last six months of his contract. You know, if Tillmans had three or four years left on his deal, we'd be talking probably about a 40, 50, 60 million pound transfer. So the opportunity to bring in Yori Tillemans is is great. My only concern about him is that, you know, perhaps what with player power these days, Yori Tillemans is in a fantastic position where he might think, Do you know what, I'll stay here till May and then he'll have a choice of all the clubs around yeah. Europe and then he'll get his signing on fee, um, you know, and I'm sure much higher wages. So that's the only difficulty for Newcastle in doing the deal. But yeah. we should definitely be interested and, and you know, Keith rightly said again, you know, he, he will have been at St James's Park last night and probably thinking, yeah, I could I could have a bit of this. Yeah, I think you've I think you've nailed it. I think that's the exact situation at the moment. Um, and it's really the players when a player's contract gets to the the sort of dying embers at the moment, it's completely in his control. And you would think if Yuri Tielemans comes available for free in the summer, you have lots of clubs wanting to sign him. Whether Newcastle can get the deal done, I mean, even if Newcastle even if Newcastle went to Leicester and said we'll give you 30 million now for a guy who's got five months left in his contract. Even if they did do that, the player could still dig his heels in 
the players could still dig his heels in and stay and, and wait for a, you know a club that we're going to pay him more to to come along. So it's all in the, it's all in the players' in hands. So that's why, as as you rightly say, they are. And as I touched on earlier, hopefully, hopefully, as far as you know, Newcastle fans are concerned, and Newcastle, if they want to sign him, hopefully he's had his head turned a little bit after last night. Yeah, I I, I don't think it'd be difficult to turn a player's head with the reaction and the atmosphere that we had. I was um, on, on a different podcast with Arsenal fans and Man United fans, and they were very, very clear that Newcastle have the best atmosphere in the Premier League. They said bar none. They watched the game last night. They've been to the ground in the last year, and they said it's, it's the best atmosphere in the Premier League. And look, we are, we are making big, big moves uh, in terms of making those teams that come to St. James's Park very, very uncomfortable. Um, so you're absolutely right with, with that respect. Um, uh, we have oh, well over 300 watching, but uh, as Lisa, one of our um, uh, resident spanners, has said, um, one of our mods, we've only got 86 likes. So click that button, click the like button, um, and, and, and come and join the chat. It means more people can see. Um, we've got a fantastic guests on, like Keith, tonight. Um, there's there's lots more questions. You are very very popular, Keith. Go on then. Find a few questions, and I'll try and answer them quickly rather than prattling on. They're the hard questions. Don't. I saw that FFP one. Yeah, don't ask me that. Yeah, no. <laughs> we don't want to know about FFP. But um, but, but uh, I, I just don't know the answer. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone knows the answer. To, to, to be fair. Um, there's a number of questions on here. Uh, to be fair, David Cook mentioned Keith is a young lad from Dortmund. Realistic, I think he's referring to Makoko. Good player, yeah, amazing player. There's a lot of interest in him, though. A lot, like I think Newcastle would probably have to offer him regular football to start with for him to come in. I just don't think the striking department right now with Isak. And Wilson there, I, I'm not sure if that's realistic at the moment. You know, I think he would want to come in and play. He's playing at Dortmund. So, you know, I, Newcastle are obviously bringing in younger players to deal with, to like to bring into the, you know, like I'm talking about a right, a right, a young right back to come in and stuff. And I think, you know, they're trying to supplement the academy squad with young players that can come in. And he would obviously be for the first team, uh, Makuko. So, I, I mean, the figures are eye-watering as well that are being talked about there. I just, from what I'm hearing from within the club, certainly not this window. He might be the sort of player or player maybe in this future. I think the word is they're going to try and go quite a bit bigger in the summer. But I just can't see a deal like that happening this January. I think you put a, a picture up of uh, Ivan Fresneda there. I think that one's yeah. I think that one's a lot more a lot more likely. I think the the issue with Fresneda is um, there's interest in him uh, in him from uh, Dortmund and Juve, um, and the, the word I've heard is that Dortmund are offering him um, first team football. Now this is a guy who's. Yeah. A, for Real Valladolid, he knows he's not going to come in ahead of Kieran Trippier unless Trippier is injured. So, is he going to walk away from first team football in the Liga? Yes, the money's going to be better at Newcastle, significantly better than he's earning in Spain. But maybe Dortmund looks, you know, the amount of young players who go to Dortmund at the moment because they get a great ground and look what's happened with Jude Bellingham. So, that would be my concern with Newcastle there whether they can get that one over the line because of the other interest. But I know that he's a, he's a you know, one that one of a few that Newcastle are interested in. I wouldn't be surprised if they go back in for Harrison Ashby, who's at um, 
who's at West Ham, his contract's coming up, uh, coming to an end soon. And obviously, they tried hard for him at the end of the summer, the summer transfer. But this is a player that Eddie Howe and his recruitment staff really like. I know we've not heard a lot of him. Uh, he's Scottish, by the way, so he's got a lot going for him. Um, but <laughs> this, this is a player that. Um, that Eddie Howe really likes. And by the way, let's talk about Scottish fullbacks. I mean, we've got Andy Robertson and Kieran Tierney, who are who are unbelievable at left back. We've got um, who did you? I don't know if you saw the lad. I know he's not a right. He's not a right back. But he's a kind of right wing back side. I don't know if you saw him coming on from for Liverpool the other night. Uh, ben Doak looks like he's going to be unbelievable. Seventeen yeah. played yeah. a handful of games on the right, and then Hickey at Brentford. I think he's going to go on to be a star. The right back at Hickey, uh, right back for Brentford. He's only nineteen. Came through the ranks at, at Hearts, and then Liverpool have just signed uh, Calvin Ramsey from Aberdeen. He played all season at Aberdeen, and he's now the understudy at the moment to uh, Alexander Arnold. So we've, you know, we've actually got good young Scottish defenders coming through, and it sounds as though Ashby's another one. So I wouldn't write him off just because you've not heard much about him. I think Eddie Howe's manager and his coaches that could polish up someone like that, like him, and probably have them ready fairly soon for the first team. And did you did you mention Nathan Patterson at Everton as well, Keith? He's Scottish, isn't he? Forgot about Nathan Patterson. He's been amazing. For, he's yeah. been amazing because he's been injured recently. That was, do you know, when I was thinking about right back, I was thinking of Hickey. I was like, there's one other, and I could. There's so many that actually end That's up. Loads. So Patterson's. I mean, he's actually attracted interest from other clubs. Mm. He's actually attracted interest. I mean, if Everton were to go down this season or whatever, I would imagine he'll get a move to a Premier, move back to a Premier League club. So, um, yeah. Lots of good young Scots defenders coming through at the moment, and Ashby's an under twenty-one international. So, listen, I've not seen much of him play. I don't know myself, but I know that West Ham want to keep him. And if he was to come to Newcastle, it would be his choice rather than West Ham letting him go. Okay. Mm. Um, the, the, there's a there's a left field question here from Life Goals. Um, I've not seen this personally, but I'll put it out there. Um, and it says, question for Keith, any truth in Newcastle are interested in Ryan Sessignon? Spurs supposedly happy to sell well, 16 million. I've not heard that personally. But... Uh, I have to say, I don't know of that one. You caught me out with that. I would be surprised given the options that, that Eddie Howe's got at his disposal at left back. You know, I mean, at the moment, he's, if that was the case, he's going to have to get get a couple out because if you look at left back at the moment, you've got Dan Byrne playing there. You've got Matt Target who's injured for the next five, six weeks, I think. You've got Jamal Lewis there as well. Now, I know obviously Lewis hasn't featured much, but that's three. And then if you think beyond that, you've even got Paul Dummett in the squad. So you've actually got four left, four left backs there at the moment. Now, I don't expect Dummett to stay there's a chance Dom might, might even get loaned out this month. Like I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know, don't know what his injury situation is, but I would be amazed if Newcastle sign another left back this window. I would imagine he's a sort of player that's on the radar, but I just can't see a signing like that happening. And I have to say, I'm sorry, but I don't have any information on that one. Um, it's, that one's new to me, so I, I think I probably would have heard about it by now if there was if there was something going on there, and I've I've not. The the the, the um. So just to add to that, and and the three of us, me, me, Daz, and, and Chris, have uh, we've seen this link as well. That there was Ferland Mendy from Real Madrid. Nothing in that. Uh, again, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think so at this stage. Um, I think he would cost a bit as well. You know, I mean, listen, I think in the summer, I think, I think everything's up for grabs in the summer, and I think, you know, I think Newcastle could could go quite big in the summer. But you know, I, I tend to believe them when they say not going to make too many changes this January um, and that's why I think they're going to put all their eggs in the basket to try and bring in a, mid, a midfielder and if they get if they get a right back as well then then great but men, Ferland Mendy is he a left back is he? Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. French left back yeah. and he's first choice as well isn't he for Real Madrid which is interesting the fact that we've been linked with him 
there's so many names getting thrown around and probably one in every 25 has a bit of truth in it, you know, and it's yeah. so hard to pick through the the rubbish, to be honest with you. But um, look, I think he's probably someone they would be interested in in the future, but I think at this moment in time, no. Keith, Keith, what about for the the the, the youth setup? Because uh, we we're linked to a lot of young Brazilian or South American players. Yeah. Uh, have, have anyone that that sticks out to you? Get yeah. get one a week. We hear about them for the last and ten weeks. They seem to keep missing out on them because the lad yeah. uh, Santos has got to Chelsea. Chelsea. Hasn't? I think they really liked him. Um, we've mentioned Fresneda already. Then there's uh, Alan Alan Varela. Um, I think he's one that they like. I, I, I think if they don't get a senior midfielder in, he's one they could turn to for a central mid, a midfielder. Uh, I think Varela's maybe one that could come in. If, if they don't bring in like a Tielemans or something like that, they might they might move. I think he's a bit older. I think he's 21. So he's got a bit of first-team football behind him. So he might not be too much of a risk. But um, yeah, he's certainly on their list. But that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to augment the the academy and the youth set up at the moment and get players. And I think Dan Ashworth said it on Sky last night. They yeah, want yeah. to get players ready to come in. And when, when you're Dan Burns and your Shelvies and, you know, your Joe Linton's move on, you've got guys who are just getting ready rather than going out and splashing 50, 60 million every time. You've got guys that they've actually managed to rise up True. through. They're ready to step in. So it's good. You know, it's a very clever way they're going about it. But again, recruitment's key and you can, you could just go out and buy a flood of players and they might not be. They might not be. They might not be good enough. What you don't want to do is you don't want to do a Chelsea and bring in. You know, they did with Mo Salah and De Bruyne and, and all these characters. Yeah. And then Lukaku, and then let them go. Let them go because they didn't think they were good enough, and then end up, <laughs> end up buying them back again or whatever it was they, they were trying to do. So that's what that's what you don't want to do. But you feel with Dan Ashworth there that won't happen. Yeah. There's there's a couple of other players that I, that I want that I want to come to, um, but actually it was a player that was mentioned to me earlier on tonight, and um, Mad Mag Mark, um, I think Chris and Daz have, have, have starred this one. <laughs> oh. I thought you were about to say Madison there. I thought you were just like, oh, oh, no, 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 oh, <laughs> oh he will, he will, he'll go there. <laughs> I, uh, being, being a resident in Leicester, I am going to come to Madison. There's no doubt about it. But Mad Mag Mark is mentioned. Uh, would a player like Matteo Guaduzzi uh, fit the bill in number six? He was statistically yeah. um, up there with Bruno Gamerez in the yeah. French League and one of the best young midfielders in Europe, 23 years old. For me, I watched him at Marseille. He, for me, uh, and, I, and I said it to you boys last year, mm-hmm. I would have really, really liked Guaduzzi at Newcastle United because I, I was very, very impressed with him. It's Heavily awesome. linked with Aston Villa at the moment. Is there anything in there with regards to Newcastle? What What do you think of him as a player? I don't know of any talks with Newcastle, but I, I, I believe that he is in talks with Villa at the moment. But I have to say that is a that is the that is the sort of player that they're looking at. That sort of age, that experience, yeah. that position. That's exactly. And you know, if Newcastle were to go for him, you know, and he, the Villa thing doesn't happen, I wouldn't be surprised because he looks like he ticks a lot of the boxes. That's the sort of that's exactly the sort of player that, that they're looking for. He's got the right profile. For what for what they're after, um, but I just noticed a, an email from one of my colleagues probably just a couple of hours ago, just when I came on to do that Hearts podcast. I think Villa may be in talks with him, so um, you know they might they might beat him beat him to the chase. But then they did that with Diego Carlos, didn't they? And that didn't end very yeah. well. Either. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, look, I, I've I've got to mention it because there's so many people talking about it, and I don't know what you what you what you're like in terms of WWE. I don't know if you're a fan, but question for Keith: If the rumors PF are buying um, WWE, um, which wrestler <laughs> makes our first eleven? Um, it, you know, it, are you hearing anything from from a Sky perspective with regards to this this deal? Apparently, the PIF are buying WWE. Um, yeah. I'm a massive WWE fan, so um, from the the sites that I follow, America's going crazy at the moment with regards to them selling to the PIF. But you know, have you heard anything from that perspective? I have to say, I haven't. It's off my radar. I haven't heard that. But look, I wouldn't be surprised because we've seen what they've done with the golf as well. So you know, I would imagine, I would imagine that would be something that they were looking at. I don't have any intel on it. I'm afraid. <clears throat> with regards to um, WWE, I mean. It would be like talking a different language to me. I do remember when I was a, when I was a kid watching Earthquake and Typhoon. Is that the same thing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Natural disasters. There, they, they yeah. were they were the, they were the tag team champs. Yeah, I do remember that back I in the day. Couldn't tell you any of the the, the current uh, upstarts, to be honest with you, which I think's probably shown my age. But um, no, it's not. I, I don't really know too much. I've not got time to look at WWE, mate. I've got. Yeah. I'm too busy getting asked about football transfers to win. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think we're a similar age, Keith, which makes me slightly uh, worried that I'm, that I'm still a massive WWE fan. You've gone way beyond into football transfers, uh, but we'll, we'll leave that one there. Um, do you know what? Do you know what? Just before you move on, do you know what's interesting about that? Do you remember that? Um, I think it was about was it about four or five years ago, and there was rumours, wasn't it, that Vince, Vince McMahon, who leads on the WWE, that he yeah. was buying Newcastle United. So if PIF then bought. Uh, WWE and then WWE became a, a sponsor of Newcastle or whatever. It it would be it would it now, wouldn't surprise me that much. Now I can see where these stories come from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys just putting two and two together and seeing what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Next, That's someone will be asking me about that and say, by the way, um, Vince McMahon, um, I was reading that, all right, okay, I was hearing that this, and this is how it happens, and they just get yeah. thrown, and then you go with yeah. that story. By the way, still 2 now, 64 minutes on the clock. 68, yeah, 64 minutes on the clock. Wow. I think Holland's on though, isn't he? Yeah, Holland's on. Holland, Holland's come on. So. Chris, you're sacked. You're sacked. We're going we're gonna to go keep I put it in the chat. I did put it in the chat. I just didn't want to interrupt for the sub. You know what I mean? But, um, uh, yeah. Right. Um, there's some other questions here, Keith. I don't know how long you got with this, but I appreciate that we, we appreciate the fact that you've taking the time to come and join us. Anyway, so we're going to fire through some questions. Good, good, good crack. Yeah, definitely. Love to have you on, uh, as always. Um, uh, oh, interesting question here. Um, are there any other clubs? This is from Would I Eat There. Are there any other clubs looking to take off fringe players? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Look, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if a few. I mean, listen, if Newcastle are going to get a couple in, they're going to have to create room for them. And Dan Ashworth alluded to that last night. He goes, "Look, we've got a twenty-five man squad. Now the camaraderie and team spirit there is second to none. So I don't think they would want to lose any. But I think to, they would need to to create to create room. Look, they're going to have to get rid of a goalkeeper. There's four goalkeepers there. One need one needs to go. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if. Like a uh, Jamal Lewis went out to try and to try and get football. People keep asking me about Chris Wood. No chance. Newcastle will want to keep three strikers, and I can't see them buying a, a striker to come in for the first team. So I think he'll remain as the number three. 
Um, who else have we got? I thought Mankio might go, but I think after this performance the other night, I think they, they you know, they might, they might keep him. Um, who else is a uh, Matt Fraser? Fraser, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Sorry, Fraser's the main one. Yeah, I think I think Fraser will probably go in January. I, I do. I mean, you know, I think it said I think it said a lot about his situation um, at the club that Newcastle made eight changes against Chef Wed the other night there, and he was still an unused substitute. <laughs> unused substitute. So. Um, I asked Eddie Howe about him at his press conference last week, and he was quite—he was quite sort of um, short with his response, saying, "Look, he's training with the team, but didn't give any other information on that." So, reading between the lines, it sounds as though his time at the the club is up, um, which I'm surprised about because he was glowing in play, praise of the manager when when he arrived, and you know he was playing him quite a lot. And let's let's say uh, uh, Ryan Fraser on form is actually a really good option in the wide positions. Yeah. Because you know, if you've got if you've got Almiron and Joe Linton doing well, and you've got Saint Maximin and Fraser to come on, you've got two good options. But it feels as though he's just completely out of the picture. So the issue you're going to have with him there, he's on high wages at Newcastle, and I think it would. It, I don't know how many teams are going to pay that. I, I think you probably have to look. I can't see him going back to the Championship. I think you're probably looking at a Premier team who's pretty desperate. So maybe like an Everton, or a, or a, or or, a, or Alice, or you know, or you know, maybe even a Nottingham. Yeah, yeah, someone like that who's who's desperate on bodies to come in, and they might just make a make a late move for him. But yeah, sorry, that should have been the first one I said. I would imagine he does go, a goalkeeper will go. Um, not I mentioned Paul Dummett earlier, but I mean Paul hasn't played this season anyway. But um, I'd heard one or two things about a, a potential move for him to a fellow northeast club on on loan, but that was a few weeks ago. I don't know if that's still the the same situation. Um. He's obviously had loads of injury problems this season, so it depends what is what kind of fitness he's in, and then um, and then Richie and, and and Lewis. So yeah, I, mean, I think potentially three or four could go out, and that would create room. And you've got to remember, if Newcastle do sign someone like Fresneda, he wouldn't be included in the twenty-five because he's under the age of twenty-one. So um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I think Fraser's the main one. I couldn't believe I didn't think. I knew there was I knew there was a glaring one there that. I, couldn't, it wouldn't come to me, but yeah, I, I think a few. I think a few could go. Um, I mean, listen, if you're Ryan Fraser, why do you not want to be part of that? Surely you yeah. want to be. Surely you. I mean, look at Sean Longstaff. I know he's had criticism from a number of fans, but listen, Sean Longstaff said at the start of the season, "Why, as a Geordie, would you not want to be part of this?" And I'm going to give everything to be part of it. And listen, Eddie Howe plays him. Eddie Howe likes him. He's done a good job. He's been part of that team that have gone 15 matches unbeaten or whatever, whatever the run was. So. I just think if you're Ryan Fraser, even if you aren't starting, why would you not want to be part of that? Even if you're coming off for a, a ten minute sub, you seen like guys like Jacob Murphy and stuff just loving mm. the being part of it. I don't know. I don't understand why. I don't understand why you wouldn't want to push for a place. But listen, every every person's different. The the one thing I like with, with Ryan Fraser is that I think he was one hundred percent sold when Eddie Howe came into the club, and to the point where I think you've already mentioned where he he kind of left the international duty in order to stay with Newcastle to train yeah, with him, that, yeah. get up to speed with Eddie Howe. The one thing I will say, and I think this is might be part of the reasoning why Eddie Howe wants to move him on, is because, and it sounds really horrible when we saying this, but his hamstrings are made of glass. Mm. The amount of times his hamstrings have gone um, recently, that's even in the last year, and he's been out for two, three, four, five weeks off the back of that. I think Eddie Howe knows, as much as he loves Ryan Fraser and he gets on with him, I don't think there's any issues there. Yeah. 
he needs someone that's dependable, someone yeah. that's guaranteed to be playing week in, week out. Now, Ryan Fraser, with Anderson Maximin out since August, probably could have played a lot of minutes, but because he can't stay fit as well, obviously Joe Linton and Joe Willick have been playing those positions, you know, um, telepathy moving in and out, as we've seen in recent games. And, and he's come out of the thinking in that respect. And if we're looking at signing a more attacking player, we, you know, we've talked about one or two that could potentially come into the club. You know, he would be the natural player that you would want to move on. Yeah. Uh, so if, if that that's just my perspective on, on Ryan Fraser. I mean, it, you know, Paul Dummett, I felt sorry for him last night because I, I looked at the pictures in the video from the from the changing rooms and bless him he couldn't even get a chair on the yeah. in the squad in the squad picture he was like kind of outcast on the side and I feel really bad for him because that dressing room is quite yeah it's quite small though the dressing room and you've got remember yeah. he has gone down there. there there are other injured players like Target and Shelby and stuff who weren't even there so like fair play to Dummett like he still wants to be part of it and he still goes down and involved in the squad and wants to be wants to be involved in the banter and all that kind of stuff. Just quickly going back to Fraser I like him as a guy. I think he's great to interview. He's always got something interesting to say. But the, listen, there's no, there's no getting away with it. No away from it. Kind of the last few clubs, or even with Scotland, there seems to be issues that issues that that follow him. You know, it just seems to be, you know, the contractual thing at Bournemouth, Scotland. You know, they they kind of bit of fall out with Steve Clark and didn't turn up as you allude to there, Pete. And then this now as well. Like I don't know. I I just feel that there might be more to it than meets the eye. I don't I don't know, but it just feels it felt weird how's answer last week. So mm. listen, but let's not worry about it too much. I think you need to think nah. more I think you need to more think about the players who kinda of want to be there and are going to be there moving forward. And if people don't want to be part of it then then that's up to yeah. them. You know? Yeah. Definitely. And look I think we've got a few more players um lads I don't if you want to throw some some questions out with players that we'd be linked to um um, to, to, I, feel to get like it. I feel like I'm just saying no all the time, so I apologize. No, no. <laughs> no but, 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 you know, it, it, it's not. It's not about that, Keith. I mean, for, from our perspective as a channel on, on Loaded Bag NUFC, we we don't want people to say, "Oh, yeah, we're going to sign this player, we're going to sign that player." We want we want the realism from it. You know, if we're not linked to a player that's been thrown out there in social media, we'd rather hear about it. Uh, from, yeah. from people that uh, from people that know more than what we do, so you know it, we, we'd like to kind of focus on those players that are actually maybe of consideration. We talked about Tillemans as a potential mm. option. We'd rather know that you know rather than people saying <laughs> that, you know we, there there are other channels and different people out there that will tell you that this player signing tomorrow and that player signing uh, in twenty four hours and it, it never happens. And it's, we want we want a re re realistic view. Yeah, it's a free-for-all at the moment and it gets very frustrating for me because obviously I need to check a lot of these things out with the club as well and you almost just need to you need to just wade through the nonsense and try and try and off your own judgment try and work out what might have something in it and what hasn't because if I went to the club and asked every single name that was put to me I would just look stupid asking questions I just look stupid like you should really go to the club and ask stuff if you've got a little bit of information yourself or if you feel there's something in it so it's difficult and I feel like all these foreign outlets and you know agents, everyone's trying to link players to Newcastle because they think that makes their player look popular. And you know, the thing and we've seen it in the last two windows as well. I actually started counting last summer and I got to about hundred and ninety and then just gave up. I was only I was only I was only in mid July and I was like, I'm yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. 
minute storage in my, in my notes on my phone. So I was just like, it just, it gets ridiculous. And the good thing for me is Sky used to always be, you know, back in free takeover, if Newcastle were linked with someone, if there's any link, I, I always felt like I had to check it out. But I think there's an understanding from them now that Newcastle are just linked with everyone and they just kind of leave up to try and sort of deal with it, which is good. Yeah, I, I know then you'll have, you'll have Pete Graves in your ear as well and you're oh, checking, it, checking it out. Uh, but, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. I just just going to refer back to uh, the the last tra- transfer deadline day. I know you you did a a, a, a brilliant video with with Matty Matty from the, the Magpie Channel. That was very interesting. I just kind of showing you, you what your day is like. And I was uh, Matty was tagging along, just kind of giving us the picture as well. I was like, well, all right, go on, go on to a, a name. If you if you want to name Pete, I'm going to throw in another Brazilian lad at you. Uh, and it's uh, Mateus Branca is one that's been talked about. Um, again, it's, it's probably one one that Dan Ashford would put in 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 the the uh, youth kind of uh, category, but he would cost a pretty penny if yeah. if we were to, to go for him. I think. I don't think the I don't think he'd be for the youth. I don't think these guys that were mentioned earlier. I don't think they're for youth. I think I, I know I kind of said that earlier. What I meant was they would be involved in the first team, but they are not going to go. They're not like they're not going to be training with the kids. Like they're going to be training yeah, yeah, with. Yeah. Them. But you know, with a view to whether it's a year or two years down the line or whatever being involved, and I think he's probably a. He's probably one of one of those. Yeah, I don't think they're going to come. I mean, obviously the academy at the club's rubbish anyway. Like the academy, they're still you know the, the it wouldn't be that attractive for the leave first team environments to come and do that. I think they would be involved, but I think so. It's hard because you need to find a player who's probably going to be quite happy coming in and taking a while to get into the team. Yeah. And it's so as I've said already, if you're someone like Fresneda who's already who's already playing football, you know he played Real Madrid last last Friday. To then say, oh, by the way, oh, by the way, you're going to be in, you're going to be back up, you're going to be at best on the bench. So that's the problem. It's getting people who are wanting to come and be part of the project and be patient and wait for their chance. So, yeah, I think he's one of those that's on that list. I don't think they're going to bring in a clutch of them, but I, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if one. I wouldn't be surprised if one one arrives this window. Okay. Quick one, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, um, look, I've got um, a, a couple of a couple of players that I want to throw your way. Look, it, it'd be it'd be rude not to mention this man. <laughs> you guys know. Look, Chris is already like cool. He's the guy that I want more than anybody. But <laughs> full screen. I don't know why. You sorry, sorry, Pete. Guys. Um, but look, James Madison, James Daniel Jenkins. Guys, I need to James go. James Madison. Sorry. I need to go now. Oh, uh, no, I'm, need... I'm winding you up. <laughs> <laughs> you had me for a second, Keith. You had me for a second. Um, look, look. I, I'll be honest with you. My my optimism has uh, waned slightly as the as the weeks have gone on. In terms of, are we actually gonna? Sign him in January. A few, a few weeks ago, I was I was, I was really really positive. Oh, oh. offside! Nah, he's off. He's got to be off. Oh, it's a good save that actually it was almost. Uh, yeah. It was good. Oh, it was a save or a block. I don't say. It looked like it was going. It, yeah, I think it was a block. Sorry, Pete. I wasn't listening. No, 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 no. I'll give you my honest opinion on Madison. Go Thank for you. it. I think Newcastle in the summer were led down the path a little bit um, by believing that they could get him for a certain amount of money. They made the bid, they then raised the bid, and it wasn't what Leicester were looking for. Now, it wasn't Leicester who came to Newcastle and said you could have him for that money. I think people involved in the deal 
made Newcastle think that they could get him. And I, I think Eddie Howe wasn't planning to be, to get him. But suddenly when he realised he could get him at that price, he thought, you know what, this is good value for a player of his quality. And his Jesus, oh. nearly 2-1. Nearly 2-1. So, yeah, so that's what I think happened. I've said that in a couple of other podcasts as well, that I think that that's what happened. Oh, I think that's what happened in the summer. Now, I think it's too difficult a deal to do in January, especially with the way they're talking about FFP. To do this window? Yeah, sorry, this window, yeah. I think it's too difficult, yeah. Um, I also don't, just don't think it's a priority position for them as well. I think they need a hold-on midfielder. Um, I think if they were to bring Madison in, they would probably be... You know, you could play him right of the front three or left, but you could also probably play him, you know, if you had a hold-on midfielder in. You, I just think I think for to bring him in, it just it's not the right balance of what they're looking for at the moment. Listen, I wouldn't be surprised if Newcastle go back in for him in the summer. Would not be surprised. But I just think, I think they saw an opportunity in the summer or they're led to believe there was an opportunity there. Um, while the opportunity might have been there as far as the player was concerned and the player's representatives, I don't think the opportunity was there as far as Leicester were concerned. So um, I think James Madison is the sort of signing that would only happen for any club in the summer. I don't think he's a January transfer signing for for anyone, for Newcastle or anyone else. I think it would cost cost too much. It's too complicated. And I wouldn't be surprised if Newcastle go back in in the summer. I think a lot of it will also depend on where Newcastle are European-wise. I think if Newcastle qualify for the Champions League, you've got a real chance of getting him in the summer. I think if you don't qualify for the Champions League, I think he wants to go to a Champions League club. So, you know, in the summer, I was, I was told that he wants Champions League football. That's why it didn't. That's why it didn't happen in the summer. Not not one, not, not the reason, but it's one of the reasons. That, you know, I think he he wanted to play for a Champions League team, and obviously Newcastle at that stage were were nobody thought they were anywhere near it. Now Newcastle are in the top four, and hang on, they are actually as it stands are a Champions League team. Will that be the Will that be the situation at the end of the season? We don't know. So let's see where Newcastle get this season, and I think it'll be a lot clearer picture of Madison then. But I just don't see it happening in January. Sorry. No, no, it, it, this is this is what we want. I mean, I think I said to you boys, uh, um, I was of the mindset that uh, if we did, if we got Madison in January, I didn't think we'd get Tillemans at all. If we got Tillemans in January, I thought that we might get Madison in the summer. And, and, and I think there's a chance if we get Tillemans in January, we get Madison in the summer and we end up getting both players from the club. Uh, yeah. There's a genuine chance that, that that could happen. That's just my perspective. Um, Marcus Turan. I was just going to say. I was just going to say, Pete. I bet you're a popular player in your hometown. Just trying to get all the. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I was really, really popular up until eight o'clock kickoff last night, and <laughs> since then, I've not heard from anybody. Even yeah. though I've messaged them, I can't hear from anybody. So I'm going to try and make sure I, I can get hold of them in the next twenty-four hours. Turam, Marcus Turam, I think he's on the club's radar, yes. Um, yeah. do, do you think January or more summer when his contract's out? Summer. Summer. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, look, I'm just going to throw some players up really, really quickly just to get your quick opinions on them. Um, Chris, you will know this because we've talked about this, this man before. Um, Milan Skriniar. Um, linked with, with, with Newcastle previously, his contract out in the summer, Inter Milan, right-sided centre-back, um, an upgrade on Jamal Lascelles. Is there? Have you heard anything from a Newcastle perspective? Um, I, look, I think I think he's what I think he's one on a list of players that are interested in. Um, 
but again, you're going to hate me saying this, but I just don't think it's going to happen this January. But that's the sort of guy that I think could potentially, if he hasn't signed a pre-contract with anyone else, I think that's the sort of sort of player they could be looking at in the summer. But I feel that uh, I think there's question marks over whether Fabian Scherr stays next season. Um, obviously, really? I, yeah, I think Botman's in it for the long term, but I'm just not sure about. I'm not sure about Scherr. I'm not sure if maybe this is a season and then they move on after that. I don't know. Listen, that's just me. That's not gone from any information I've got. That's just me, sort of my own judgment. I'm just not sure. I think I think that that might be an area they look. They maybe look to change next season. The right. Do you, the, do you uh, think there's a possibility, Keith, that um, say for example, I'm just you know devil's advocate here, that maybe um, Newcastle look to improve on the right centre back position, and maybe Jamal Lascelles leaves and yeah. Fabian Shaw becomes the understudy right centre back. Um, there, or think he'd want first team football. Known Fabian Shaw as I do, I'm not sure he'd be happy being the understudy. I don't think he'll deal with it just as well as what Jamal Lascelles has. I think Lascelles will leave for 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 full time football. Um, do you know what? He's another one. January, there's potential. There is potential, but I, I just think they'll want a backup there, and they've got obviously they've got Dan Byrne they can bring in to centre back, but they need a right sided centre. I think they'll probably persist with the two of Shar and and uh, Lascelles as a right sided centre halves until the summer, um, and then I think I think they could both go in the summer. I think there's a chance they could both go. You know. Um, I just don't think Cheryl want to be a number two. I don't know. Might be wrong. Might be wrong. But I, I just I feel there could be changes at the back in the in the summer. I think you know the goalkeeper stuck on Botman stuck on. I also think the left back situation still needs to be resolved. I don't know if Dan Burns there for the long term. I know he did well there last night. I think Trippier is going to be the stick on for the next couple of years. I just not. I just think the sent right centre back. If an offer came in for share, there might it might be one that they could they could replace if there was the right option there available. And I think that you know the player there that you say Skriniar is a sort of the sort of guy that they'd be looking. You know, he's, he fits the profile. Yeah, I think we need pace more than anything at the back. Yeah, uh, like that like ultimate pace. Um, Botman's relatively quick. Shaw a couple of times last night was like for pace. I don't um, think. He, yeah. Uh, and 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 it it was it, it is a question mark with Shaw because he's not the quickest um, on the turn, um, but as a defender he's been he's been he's been superb for us. Uh, a, a few names just to throw your way. Um, again, six months left on his contract. Um, Trossard mm-hmm. from Brighton. I know he was linked a little bit before we, we before the restart. Uh, uh, I've been I've been seeing him quite a lot actually. Trossard. I've um, I've been linked myself <laughs> um but don't know not sure and I, I know his contract's coming up um a, a couple of people have said to me that he might be he might be you know too old in terms of his think he's 28 almost 29 um I, I wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't be surpri- surprised if something but obviously he would he would be against what they're looking for in terms of younger players but i think if he was available for free or a very cheap price i, I think it'd be hard for them for them to ignore um, Isn't there talk of that he's a year that Brighton have a year option on, on yeah. him as well? But yeah, so it, it would obviously cost something. I think um, I think if Almiron wasn't doing as well as he as he was, I think he could come into contention. But I think Almiron surprised everyone at the club. I think you know they obviously tried to bring Pulisic in on deadline day. I think Trossard they looked at. Um, who else did they try for? Um, there's another. There's another attack minded. Uh, can't remember. I think there's another attack-minded Chelsea player. Who was it? Um, so there was Gallagher, Pulisic, and there's a third. 
Yeah, Hudson Adoy. Hudson Adoy it was. And I, I just I just I just feel that um I just I just feel that at that stage we weren't expecting Armour on to, to smash it how he has. I think he's changed the priority a little bit and he's changed perception and listen, he's gone from strength to strength this season. So so listen, I wouldn't rule out Trossard, but I'm maybe not so sure about a move for him as I maybe was uh, about six weeks ago. Interestingly as well, on um, on Trossard, just to touch on him very briefly, um, Brighton could look, we've, we've seen it with Kukurea, we've seen it with other players at Basuma, um, Brighton could look to cash in on um, on Trossard while, while they'll still get a good price for him because uh, they brought in Matoma and Matoma's looked fantastic on that yeah, left. He's good, he's yeah. Yeah, so listen, a lot, a lot can change, a lot can change between now and then. But I think the big news at the moment is five minutes to go at St Mary's and it's two 0 So yeah. I, I know I know you're, I know you're trying to keep me on from a live reaction, but I might I might go and watch the last five ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm going to keep you on for uh, let's see, say four four minutes because I've got some questions to throw at you I really just, quickly. I would just watch it, but as you can see, the screen's behind me, so I keep rudely turning <laughs> to glass. No. It's not rude at Don't all. Worry, I completely understand Don't because worry. this is massive. Look, I've got, I've got, I've got my, I've got my phone right next <laughs> to me. Um, I think we all have watching this right now. I'm going to throw a player at What's you. the other score in the other game? Do you know? One uh, one full time penalties. Penalties one right. one. Right. All right. Okay. Um. Uh, um. Desiri Desiri um, young seventeen year old, come through at Ren, um, centre midfielder. Um, he was linked in the last two or three days. Um, got yeah. massive, massive potential. Came from nowhere, and all, all of a sudden, he's become a real, real top player. But we're linked with Newcastle. I don't know so, if you've heard anything about him. Does he do it? I honestly don't know. I don't know. That's a new one to me. You've said two words. You've said two words there that I've never heard before. Desiree <laughs> Dewey. If if anybody hasn't heard of Desiree Dewey, go and watch him play. Young seventeen-year-old. Oh, Thought that gone in. Thought that gone in. Um, Southampton in the semi, and then Nottingham Forest in the final. I'll do. I'll do. Oh, happy days. <laughs> um, look, I'm going to throw some other players at you whilst you're watching get, the game. Where do you get these from? Where do you? Um, where do you... Moise Casino, Moise yeah. Casino, talk yeah. to me. Yeah, interested, absolutely, but I think there's other big clubs interested yeah. as well. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure how much more uh, business Brighton are going to want to do with Newcastle. Um, who's that? Kefram Turan from Nice. Yes, on the list. He's on the list. Um, that's that's a possibility. Ed's, by the way, he's a good player, Alvarez. Watched him. I was over right. in I was over in Amsterdam covering uh, Rangers in the Champions League. What a player he is. He is. He would be perfect for Newcastle. I honestly could see him with Bruno in front of him. Would be would be a phenomenal pairing. What a player he is. I think he's on the list as well. I think the last couple, two or three you've put up, are um, are, cer- are cer- there's certainly more potential for those than those random ones that you made up just before that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on, Keith. You're, you're harrowing me here. I'm going to throw another, another one in there. He's been linked with Bayern Munich today. Um, Manu Kone. 
from Munch and Gladblack. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. think he's, he's been linked with the Kefram Taram, Moy Casado type of. Yeah. I've seen the links. To, I've seen the links to that one. Not have any information on that. I'm afraid, but yeah, I, I did. I saw his profile, and he does sound like potential. But I mean, look at the list, guy. I've said to you at the start here that I think they'll sign. You're saying one player this window, possibly <laughs> yeah. two. You know, I think it'll only be one midfielder, and we've probably come up with how many central midfielders here? Maybe twenty. <laughs> we probably can't. Be- yeah. We do this every week. Like, is you, is it this? Go on, go on, you please. could go. Anna, you could go to Dan Ashworth with those twenty right now, and he'd be laughing because he'd be like, "They're all just it's, it's so it, it, everything's so speculative at the moment, and it's just uh, it's hard." But I think a couple of those ones at the end could, are, are are on the list. Let shall we say? Isn't it great that we've got such a pool of players that we can look at now in terms of potentials, <laughs> rather than just like one or two players that we get right at the end of the window? And Keith, you know about that more than anyone because you'd be sitting in St James's outside St James's Park. <laughs> Hoping and praying Jeez. for some news. Well, listen, I just had a message a moment ago to say that Hamza Chowdhury is available on loan from Watford. So, you know. Will we pay the loan fee, though? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect my drink, Kat. I'm, I'm so glad I managed to cover myself. But look, Keith, I'm going to let you go. Uh, the boys, we're all going to let you Thank go. Keith. Honestly, Keith, you're an absolute legend. Thank you so much for taking the time Sorry. to come on and join us. We really do appreciate it. Yeah, no worries, Peter. And sorry for shooting off early. I just really want to see the end of this here. I might take yeah, it. Yeah, no hassle. No, hassle. no problem at all. You go for see it. See the and, final. And look, we, we, yeah. look, we'd love to have you back on um, soon. So, um, look, I, I, no doubt I'll be in touch and we'll, we'll sort another time out. You can come on and join Good us. stuff. All right. Good to, good to chat, guys. Speak soon. Cheers. Thanks. Take care, Keith. Thank you. Thank see you. Great to have Keith on. Uh, the guy's just a legend, isn't he? He's just, so, yeah. he's just, a, he's just a great guy. Love it. What, who better? You couldn't literally name a better person to announce that we've hit 5K than the Mr. Transfer Takeover Deadline sure. person himself. Keith. Exactly. Daz. Like clip, it, clip, it, clip it, Daz. You know, it's you, it needs it's clip it. It needs you know, it makes sense. Let's clip it in. And look, yeah. look, boys, I don't know about you two. I want to stay on to see this next five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To see whether. Oh, uh... oh, 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 is it? Is it? Oh. It's all I'm Southampton. Fresh. Southampton are just. Southampton right. are peppering the goal. Chris, I'm 30 seconds behind, right? You need to. You, you're, you're the man. Of, you're, you're the man of the voice. Oh, Forrest. Oh, oh, oh. Forrest, oh, is it extra time? Is that one all? Is that this one score 2 1, Foxy? Are hey, you having us on here? Are you messing us around? Oh, unless it's pens. Pens. Is it pens? Yeah, it's pens. Yeah, Yeah, it's pens. All right, okay, I can update you. So, oh, hang on, what was that? Oh, no, okay, sorry. Yeah, so they both missed, uh, Forrest and Wolves both missed the first pen. Um, Forrest then scored, Wolves then scored, Forrest have just scored. So, Forrest are 2-1 up on penalties as it stands. So, I'll keep up to date with that as well. So, Forrest at the moment are in the front, uh, in the lead. Oh, 2-2. It's 2-2. Thank you, Foxy. Did, did, uh, for, did uh, Wolves miss a penalty in normal time? Uh, not that I can see. No? Okay. No. Thank you, Lisa. Lisa's keeping us up to date with, with all, all of the information. Corners, hope throw-ins, <laughs> um, hope free kicks. <laughs> Keep us all informed. By the way, on, on, the, on, the sub- 
on the subject of um, Wolves, I don't know if anybody saw the Liverpool game the other night when Wolves played uh, Liverpool. Just what, that that that, uh, that that Mateus Nunes looks a player. He looks he looks brilliant. I'm on about the I'm on about the the goal with the. Oh, I know, been... I know what you mean. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It was it was disgusting. Disgusting. Unbelievable. Never saw um, no lines. Great to have Jimmy in the chat. Typical Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. Uh, always, always on it, Chris. <laughs> the worst of updates is hammering you already. And then before he's he was like... On, he's only been on two minutes. I know, and then before he was like, oh, great show. Uh, apart from this, you know. <laughs> I was like, thanks for Jimmy. Yes, he's, he's, he's left me Auntie, alone. Please. He's gone for you, Chris. Auntie, Love please. It. No Smurf chat tonight. No. Uh, it all in on me. While, while really? the penalties are going on, we must take this opportunity to thank everybody, not just the people that subscribed yes. today, everyone over the last year and a half slash two years that has subscribed to us and stuck with us. Come watch the shows week on week and and uh, just just and our members and, and everyone that, that's contributed, who's been on the show, all our guests, everyone. Uh, and, as, and as well, it's, it's a pity we don't have Martin and Richie with us here tonight, but that goes for the lads as well it goes from them so we thank everybody that, that has been with us on, on the journey and the journey is not over we will still continue uh, as we as we try and march now towards 6k, uh, 6K. We, haven't, we, we haven't had a new target for a while but um, uh, thanks everyone. and make sure you hit the like button for tonight as well try and push us up the algorithm hopefully more and more people get, get to experience in, to enjoy the loaded experience uh, whatever that is um, but um, any any other updates, lads, on, on the 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 panels? Well, um, I I haven't I haven't done this tonight yet, and I think it's time. <laughs> yes. Don't forget to like and comment. Thanks for watching. Thanks for I'm, watching. I'm Keep that subscribed. sub. To be fair, I've seen a few new new people yes. in the chat tonight. So click that subscribe. Come and join the Loaded Man NFC channel. Um, whether you're a Newcastle fan or not, I know there's lots of fans that are not supporters of Newcastle, but um, that are, um, are obviously supporters of the channel. Come and join us and be a part of of all things um, um, Loaded Mag NUFC. Um, can, we, can we take this comment off? There we go. That's better. Sorry. Sami Zayn, good question, Mark. If PIF do buy WWE, Sami Zayn, uh, there was an issue, obviously, with the, with the country that he was born in, um, may not want to fight uh, in wrestling in WWE. This is away from football. Great question, Jimmy. I think he'll stay at WWE, though. Uh, call back up for Forrest. Oh, mm. Can I just say, boys, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Pete. We're 15 Wolf seconds Smith. away. Oh, we're 15 Wolf seconds Smith. away from Man City getting knocked out. We are. Forest yeah, so it looks like... is, that, is that confirmed? One, two, three, four, one, two, three. Yeah, Forest are through. Forest in the semi finals, along with Newcastle United and Man U. Ah, um... that's why he's saying Jack Callback. Jack's Callback scored the winner, of course. Oh, okay. I tell you what, Man City are gone. It's over. They're gone. Yes, <laughs> yes. Come on, boys. Yes. I tell you what, this is massive, massive. Yeah. Is it written in the stars? Forest. So, so as things stands, gents, we've got Man United, we've got <laughs> Nottingham Forest, Newcastle, 
and Southampton. Yeah. Yeah. Tell you what, if you'd have offered me that a couple of months back, you'd have slapped your hand off. All day, every day. Yes, you won't get your dream semi-final with Man City, Chris. No, no, I know. I don't even have to worry about that. You take Southampton. I'd take any of them. I'd take any of them. Boys, we have an unbelievable chance of going to Wembley. Wembley, yeah. Forest, Forest or Southampton in the semi-finals would be just, it, it, regardless of whether Eva, we think we're going to win or not, and, and I believe we will, and I'm sure we all believe we will, we would have never imagined that in our wildest dreams that we could potentially get a semi-final like that. No, we, we just no, wouldn't. No. Yeah, tonight, just, just an example tonight, uh, okay, Man City have played a, a weaker side, if you like, but the, the likes of Cancelo, Walker, Laporte, Gundogan, Calvin Phillips, Phil Foden, Julian Alvarez, recent World Cup winner, Jack Grealish, and then they brought on the likes of Ake, Akanji, De Bruyne, Haaland, Rodri, and Southampton. Southampton. What, what a result for Southampton fans tonight. Fantastic. Uh, they, they need a bit of... Uh... A bit of joy there. They're going through it at the moment. Um, they've been um, in the Premier League, so yeah. well, we can we can yeah. pile more misery on them when we um, get them in the semis. Bring it on. on well, it's it's inter- what what's interesting, and we haven't spoken about lads. We've got three opponents there in Forest, nice. Forest, Southampton, and Man United. Man United are going to have one eye on Europe. Man United are going to be looking at this, thinking, "No, we want top four. Forest, Forest, and Southampton. Are they both going to be looking and fit? obviously they're going to want a trophy in the ca- you know a trophy in the cabinet? But are they going to be looking and going? Yeah, but league league you know staying in the league's more important. We haven't we haven't really got that problem. We 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 we've got all eyes focused on this cup. I know we obviously want Europe. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, uh, three so, teams there. Who I was going to say one or two teams, one or two people, uh, Jimmy. Um, uh, not by design. Um, the Mastiff was staying for the draw. I don't know when the draw is going to be. I don't know if we can stay on that long. Well, last time, it took, a, last time it took an hour. I know it took yeah, an hour yeah, last time. It just six eight. Um, you, you know what? The sky just kind of rumble it on, don't they? To try and yeah, they, to just to kind of draw it out. Um, like us. <laughs> yeah. No, no, <laughs> never. No, not like us. Um, <laughs> Yeah, let's avoid Manu into Wembley if they even get there. Let's, you know, who knows? Um, we'll just see Man City get knocked out by Southampton. Uh, it's coming home. Don't say that because it, that's linked to England, and they never, it never comes home. Let's not say that right now. Look, I'm a, I'm the biggest England fan out there, but let's not say that right now. Uh, we need the draw now, Lisa. You are absolutely right. We need the draw now. <laughs> we uh, do we need, a draw. We need. You know what we need? Uh, and look, Chris will 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 agree with this. We need a Bruno from you, Lisa. We need a Bruno oh. in the chat just to, just to just to big us up a little bit, just to get us. In, in the flow of all things. Andrew, absolutely top stuff. Um, thank you uh, for your um, your contributions tonight. Um, would love Forrest in the semi. Um, feeling it will be manual. Look, it, it, Michael, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Like, Man United, Southampton, Forrest, we can beat them all. We Genuinely, we can beat them all. We really can. And... Um, 
I, 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 I don't, boys, look, look, Daz, Chris, I've never been so confident that we could go and beat the rest of the teams that are in the cup competition to go into the final. Yeah, Bruno. Bruno. Um, what, 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 what are you boys? What are you boys thinking right now? I'm not getting ahead of myself, uh, really. I, I, I do agree. I think we can, we, we can, we can uh, uh, on our day, we can beat, beat them all. And uh, like uh, with Man City out now, it, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, the worry is the old enemy, uh, Man United, um, of course. I, I think we, we can beat Southampton, we can beat Forest, no problem. Uh, well, no, it, it'd be a challenge still, but, but over two legs, we have to be stronger than them. And Man United... In the final, if, if if it goes that if the draw works out that way, that will be a challenge. Um, I don't want to. I really don't want to lose that one. Uh, if if it goes that far, but um, but yeah, I am confident Pete, that that we can we can we can go all the way. But let's see the draw first. Come on, come I'm on. I'm just I'm just geared up, lads. So I said it earlier on the show. I'm just not that not that it not that it's a big thing, but I just I really really love an away tie. I'd really love an away tie because then that means the first leg is at their ground and then we'll take them back to St. James's Park. And if we go back to St. James's Park with a draw, even a narrow defeat, God forbid, even a win, we're, we're seeing it. We're seeing it through. Second leg at St. James's Park, we're going through. At the end of this we're month, it, totally both will be it. over. Both, both of those legs will be over. And a, a comment from Stephen on the here. Um, Stephen Nutkin uh, mentioned... Demand uh, you not have a game in between the seven final legs. They do, but we don't. Uh, in the way in which it falls, so better. we get a little bit of rest. Whether that helps us or not, you would like to think it does. We that they have a game in between that. So you know injuries, playing regular football, um, tiredness, all those things could potentially kick in. Um, Dan Burn will be doing all this, all this. He'll be loving it. He'll be loving it. Yeah, 110%. Um, you're right, Craig Lee. None of the teams would want us at nope. all. Um, nope. <laughs> thinking we could, David, oh, I think we could beat Man United 7 with every two legs. Yeah. I, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Um, I don't know when the when the date is for the games. Boys, do you know? Yeah, it, it's something about, like, I think it's the week starting the 23rd. Uh, of January and the week starting the 30th of January and then the final is in sometime in February it's it's that quick it, they're going to come out it's very quick it's so we have Fulham Crystal Palace then the first leg second leg and then West Ham I think okay um, no no that, that that's that's good good to know um, Tom Dixon bit of realism let's beat Fulham on yeah. Sunday that's the next game we need to go and win that game uh, absolutely absolutely yeah. right uh, draw 10 15. 15 minutes. Okay. If it's 10 15, we'll stay on. Well, Pete, maybe just the linking into uh, to, uh, the Fulham game, we should mention what's, what's happening on, on Friday. Go for it. Um, whack it up on the screen. So we've got Emilio back uh, for away days on Friday. Um, 7 45. Um, is uh, is is the oh is it seven forty five or is it eight o'clock? Uh, I, I think it might be. I think it might be um, seven forty five. I think I think it is. I think. Um, I it. Yeah. No, no. I, I think it. I think it is seven forty five. Emilio um, will be on talking all things Fulham, Newcastle. Um, 
Emilio's confident at the moment. Fulham are having a great season at the, this moment in time. I think the only blip really was was the result against Newcastle. Um, so Emilio will be back on for away days. Seven forty-five, yeah. Seven forty-five. Don't miss it. We're going to get all the low down with regards to Fulham. Palinio, um, Mitrovic, the lot. We're going to discuss all of that um, uh, tactics. I'm sure we'll have Double O Stato joining us. Um, we're going to get the lot. So come and join us on Friday, um, 7.45. Don't miss it. It's going to be an absolute cracker ready for Sunday's big, massive game. Well, we might just mention the, the sponsors as well because we're going to, if it's 10, 10 15, we're going to hang on for the draw. We have exactly. And I, I think Chris has probably just gone off to ask permission. Can he stay on a bit longer? So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can say that when he's off screen. But, uh, right, let, let, let's go to our sponsors. A big shout out to uh, shybarns.com uh, and Simon uh, at shybarns.com and the range that Simon does. Uh, with the he the, the uh his own hats, t-shirts, various ones. Go check out the latest on, on the site, and of course uh the uh, hoodies as well. Also, you'll see the the loaded collection there as well. The the loaded uh, t-shirt and the uh the waiters one as well. Uh, we do love playing away as um we have our models. Uh, we have um we have Ray, we have Mick, we have Mick and Ray. And we have would I eat there? Who uh, yeah. I've seen a few of the lads on, on the chat, the chat tonight as the comments were going through. And of course, you can get, get all all the the loaded gear uh, on on shybirds.com. Uh, also, shout out to Russ and I saw Russ in the chat there as well. I must remove that that uh, comment there so we can see this better. Yeah. So uh, there is the radiatorshed.com, and I know. From talking to Russ last week, the Radiator Shed.com are working on a showroom at the moment. So uh, that is something. If you know anyone that is is, is uh, uh, kitting out a new house or renovating uh, an existing house, it would be worth checking at uh, the Radiator Shed.com. They are, they are doing up their website as well. So so check that out um, So get, and get the, the, the latest from uh, Russ uh, on that. And if you need to get them things installed in as well, Go stick with Rust on the, the, the with the install work. So uh, uh, check out the latest uh, via Rust on the radiator shed. Uh, that is it from our sponsors. Um, and if you'd like to become a member uh, as well, uh, it is one ninety nine uh, per month, and you get put into the loaded draws, and we have loaded draws coming up pretty soon now as well and of course this this show will be we'll, we'll uh, take a, the mp3 of this show and we will stick it on to spotify and itunes and we try and get that up about uh 24 hours or the next day after the show uh, so you can listen back if, if you missed a bit if you could only catch uh, part of the show but uh, we do like you coming along and, and joining us live on 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 uh on YouTube or, or catching it back and wherever you listen, you listen to us on uh, playback, uh, make sure you come and, and hit that like button and uh, make sure you're subscribed. Can't be too, 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 too bad when we've got 5,000 subscribers now, uh, which is absolutely crazy from where we, we started off. And uh, just then, uh, 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 a crazy idea that Martin had and uh, it's all history now. <laughs> We've come this far. Um, but um, that is it from um, the sponsors and stuff. Pete? No, we'll, we'll go back straight back to the chat and lots and lots of questions. And look, 
5,000 subscribers. Amazing. Look, just as Dad said, five dads that just love Newcastle United that came together and been able to create 5,000 subscribers. We've all got, we've all got work elsewhere. We all live in different parts of the country and, and in other countries in some case. Um, mm -hmm. But we come together to create Loaded Mag and UFC. And you know what? Uh, it's been an amazing ride. Um, loved every single second of it. And, you know, to get 5,000 subscribers is a real, is a real feel-good moment, I think, for us in the channel. Yeah. And we, to get to that point. Um, and like like we've just said, thank you to everyone that's helped us on that journey uh, to get us to 5K subscribers. It means the world. You know, I don't think we ever, and as you, to be fair, we, we've talked about this and you've said it so many times, uh, we never ever thought about getting to 5,000 subscribers and the fact that we've got there and the fact that we've had so much support from everybody in the chat um, and everybody that watches the shows is just amazing. It, it really, really is. It's a, it's a real feel-good moment. And a shout out to the, the, the two in review as well, Paul and the crew there, because I know they, they put a big push in and a big shout out for us as, as, as well uh, in a number of their shows. And if, if you haven't subscribed to Paul, make sure you subscribe to the, the, the two in review as well and the guys there. And our, our collabs will be back. It's too busy over the transfer window to do Anthony really. So we'll probably be back again in February. Uh, so just, just so you guys know that as well. Um, but yeah. Um, any more questions in the chat? Be like, I haven't really looked at the oh. chat all night. Pete has been, our Chris has been managing it, but uh, um, he's still asking for permission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not looking well. Chris might not be there. <laughs> <bad. laughs> he's still asking for permission to stay on. Bless him. Oh, he's <laughs> right, right. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I was. I. I did go and tell. I did go and tell the wife that I was going to be a little bit late. Did explain the whole city scenario, but you know what's even worse? And when you were talking before, I was like, "This is really bad." So, guess when? Guess when the um, the final is? And I knew this anyway, but now we actually looks like we could be getting there. Guess when it is? Oh, okay, is it your birthday or your anniversary? Not my birthday. Oh no, not the oh. not the wife. Like, maybe we could have a little weekend away in London. Oh, yes. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know what um, Chris, are you allowed to stay on for the draw? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. Right. Hey. Hey. Said, we haven't won a trophy it. since 1969. I said I'm staying. Yeah. I'm staying. I'm staying. I was... yeah. I'm not fucking leaving. I might, I might have been, I gone for the last two days. I've only just come in and said I then come on a podcast, but I'm staying. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, Craig Lee saying, I'll stay up. <laughs> Glad for coming and joining <laughs> Actually, you know, you know what? That, that, that's a good point, Chris. Uh, that, uh, we must actually say a, a big thank you to our wives because they they put up with a lot of uh, us spending so much time uh, doing these podcasts. Uh, and, <laughs> and yeah, you, you gave a, a prime example of it there, uh, Chris. Well, so shout out to the loaded wives. He's Guys, is you 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 both know Martin and Richie know as well. It is not easy coming onto a show and being on for an hour and a half, two hours. But we're, we're two hours and five minutes right now. Um, in an evening after we've been at work all day, it is not easy to do that. And and 
you have to have incredibly patient wives to be able to allow you to do to do what we do. <laughs> Especially like, if you've been shepherd for two days, come back in and then yeah. neglecting the wife to come on to, to, to come on to a Newcastle podcast to, yeah. to talk Newcastle. Yeah. Chat. It's, we're, um, not even, we're not even on. And I'm, and yeah. I'm saying to her, I'm going to need a little bit longer. Oh, and by the way, um, I've got great plans for your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I She's love a it. lucky woman. She's a lucky woman. She, oh, she is yeah. no doubt about it. Um, but no, it, it, it is not easy. And so, Daz, you're absolutely right. Massive shout out to the wives um, of the Loaded Magazine UFC. Um, and and that, that, that could be a spin off show, The Loaded Wives. Could you be. know, could be. Yeah. I tell you. <laughs> I don't know if I trust Lisa on camera. I've got to be yeah. honest. I really don't like. <laughs> that would really get don't. some views. There's no doubt about like it. That would, yeah. that would get yeah. some views. Okay, she, yeah. she, she, she should be racking up the views, no doubt. Hey, and you <laughs> think my singing's bad? <laughs> hey, that's all I'll say. You know what? Now I've just been putting me in the mud <laughs> for hours, <laughs> hours, hours, and hours and hours on end. So maybe I don't want it to be on on camera. Maybe I don't want to. But we'll see. But uh, no, it's a it's a great shout, no doubt about it. Um, Gary said, "What a great time to be a loaded mag and reach five thousand subscribers! Absolutely, Absolutely amazing." Um, um, two coin phrase said, "Brighton at home would need to be rearranged if we make the final." Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it would. I, I checked that today. Yeah, that that's a BT, so that would that would have to be arranged. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And. Our our um our the next fixture, which is Fulham at home, they play tomorrow night against Chelsea. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, Ooh. is so that the one that, that Mitro is going to miss? That that's the one that Mitro yeah. misses. Mitro misses this game and then is back for the one at St James's Park. So um, that'd be an interesting one because Chelsea are not not good at the moment at all. Um, yeah. It's going to be really interesting everywhere. Draw there, and, and really, yeah. If, yeah, guys, he's not he's not suspended against Newcastle. It's against no. Fulham. Um, uh, sorry, it's against Chelsea. Chelsea. Um, not not um, not Newcastle. Um, yeah. from from that point of view. So yeah, uh, uh, Mark Frost. Thank you, Mark. Five uh, K, well done, lads. Um, it, it's it's. Honestly, um, those boys are buzzing. We've been we've been kind of like building it up for the last couple of days. Is that like getting to that five k because it just means a lot to us. Um, Jimmy is always nice and pleasant. <laughs> to Chris. Chris has got- Jimmy, Jimmy, I, I came back. I came back for you, Jimmy. That's why. <laughs> He's come back for you, Jimmy. And that's how you were playing. He, he came home, not for the wife, not for the kids, but for Jimmy to come jump straight on the podcast for Jimmy. Quality. So and, and I tell you what, the disrespect continues. Great achievement, guys. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I don't know whether it's because of the blaze. I don't know what it's because of, but, but he, is, he is on it. He's on it for some reason. Um, but Terrence, I gone deaf. No, you're on mute, Chris. <laughs> you were on mute. My mic's going mad. Can you hear me now? Oh, in and yeah. out, in and out. 
Terry Seas, congrats on the fantastic achievement. Excellent. Thank you so much for your support. Foxy, winning the League Cup puts you in the Europa Europa Conference. Yeah, we do go into Europe if we win the the, the, um, the Carabao Cup. You're absolutely right. Um, thank you, Michael. Really appreciate it. Um, lads, you deserve the 5K and many more. Fully warranted. You know what, Michael? Um, I know, you know, it's certainly in the last six months, six to eight months, you've been a massive, massive supporter of the channel. Always in the chat. Always asking fantastic questions. Um, you know, it, it's people like yourselves um, and the mods and various other people. You, know, I, I can see Adam McCarthy in the chat. Adam McCarthy's been here since right from the beginning. So, I mean, from even before I was part of the channel. Uh, it's people like yourselves that are just constantly here to support us that have got <laughs> us to where we are. Right. Hang on, hang on, Pete. Pete, what, read this one. <laughs> For Michael. <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> oh, we have to read it out for, for, for anyone listening back on, on uh, uh, episode oh, one. Oh, <laughs> oh, um, if you're if you're on about my part, if you're on about my part, she's already seen the Madison picks. It doesn't even matter. She's <laughs> seen it. They're everywhere. Well, I'm everywhere. I'm not really hiding her from anything. He's already there. So, Michael. He, I've just bigged you up and you've just shut on our faces. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, she's already seen all that. I don't know about that one. Love it. Love it. <laughs> the Avon makeover. <laughs> maybe she has, maybe she's not. I don't know. Yeah. Look at look at Jimmy. Look at this. <laughs> Jimmy. He is Jimmy, you're killing me, mate. You're killing me. And then Jimmy Watts said uh, that I have my mic cut. No, she hasn't cut it. She could if she was, but she hasn't. <laughs> Absolutely. Are you, are you watching? Are you watching the the actual draw there, Chris? Do you have a, Yeah, the yeah. So I'll there, be able so... to update you because uh, yeah. you know me with me updates, it will be bang up to date. Um, <laughs> the, so yeah, the second I... leg before we find out who we're playing. Please. It's going to be a good one. But um, uh, Jimmy Watt says the 26th of Feb. Is that the... Yeah, uh, I'm assuming that's the date. That's the date. That is the date. Yeah. Sunday, the 26th of Feb. Someone yeah. sleeping on the couch tonight. Not me. Yeah. Uh, whether, it's, whether it's Daz or whether it's Chris. Yeah. I have no idea. But someone sleeping on the couch tonight. I'm fed up of being on the air anyway. So, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Netflix <laughs> needs to get in involved in this. The loaded wags. Netflix, Amazon Prime, Netflix. get involved. We've got the loaded... Uh, <laughs> the, two shows tonight we, we, we've uh, created. Yeah. And I tell you what, April would be the perfect time to record it. From <laughs> where we wanted to together. That would be the perfect time to record that. There's no doubt about it. Um uh, David, uh, thank you so much for supporting the channel. Um, David's been, had a really, really difficult week, um, the passing of um, um, of his mother. Or, uh, um, after an awful week, this um, is just great. Love it. And, you know, he responded, to, I think, to one of my tweets last night, and I mentioned to him, and I said, look, it's clearly, um, you know, clearly the, the team and the club are, were, were looking down on him and they put a performance in to make him smile. And um, David, massive, massive um, 
uh, you know, massive, massive big up to you um, for what is a difficult week that hopefully the result yesterday made you smile. And I know it did because you said that to me, but um, I, I can't imagine what, what difficult week you've been. I know that Martin's been in touch with you, but um, a massive, you know, support from all of us at, at Loaded Mag NUFC. Um, you know, strength and guidance to you. Um, if you ever need to chat, you know where we are. Any one of us, just drop a message and we're there to support you. Um, so, David, yeah, absolute quality, top stuff. Of course, David was with us um, on um, the, the very early days. He came on, on one of the, the yeah. Loaded Football Weekly and then he was on yeah, when right. we started off the, the Newcastle chat as well. But, uh, yeah, I was chatting chat with David during the week as well. But, uh, yeah, great guy, David. And uh, he's going to come back on the show again. Uh, uh, later on down the line, so uh, look, look forward to it. He, he'd be looking for the match ball then, his third appearance, but uh, something to look forward to as well. Uh, oh, this the, have we got? Oh, 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 sorry, sorry, Southampton at home, and they will play. Please be two. Yes, we've got we've got Southampton away. We've got Southampton away. Away draw. Back to St. James's. Boom. Yes. Perfect. That is perfect. That is perfect. So it's Wolves and... Uh, Forest. It will be... Sorry, sorry. Not Wolves. Uh, Forest and Man United. Nottingham Forest at home. We'll play Man United. Okay. (laughs) That's such a good draw, that, you know. Get in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Forest play Man United at home and we play Southampton away. Boys. Away draw. It's just, this it's is just massive. Yeah. Massive. Absolutely class. First leg um, we commence on the 23rd of Jan. Uh, and second leg we commence on the 30th of Jan. So yeah, that will that will yeah, uh, yeah. as Dad said earlier, that will disrupt um our fixtures as such, but yeah, that is class. Uh, Jesus, what a draw! The wife's made what up. She's just come in. She's buzzing. <laughs> She's buzzing. Uh, so if if uh, Southampton hadn't turned up tonight, it would have been Man City. Uh, so that is class. Yeah, yeah. Boys, I couldn't have asked for a better draw. I couldn't. No, no. I, I, I literally couldn't have asked for a better draw. That is absolutely class. Get, get your you get your places booked in, in, in London, guys, potentially. Summer, here's summer. For, Sums is buzzing. Well. We're all buzzing. Sums, get in there. Get in. Yeah. She like expects it now. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's be tuned. Let's be tuned. <laughs> uh, should someone not be in bed? <laughs> yeah, she should. She should. It might, to be fair, it probably hasn't helped me, like shouting yeah. just across the way. Um, oh, what a, what a draw, boys. Keith was on for about an hour and a half, um, <laughs> Mr. Short. So, go back and watch the show. He was on for about an hour and a half. Um, he, Gave some great insight on all Newcastle and transfers. So if you haven't watched it, go back and watch it. Um, it'll give you an update on all the players linked. Um, with- I, I did love the, the bit where uh, the, the whole Champions League music played in the background. Didn't phase. Keith, Keith didn't was just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keith just wasn't having it. That's just like that. And Keith's just like, yeah. <laughs> Boys, uh, look. 
the, the we've talked about it generally, but your reaction individually to the fact that Southampton, Newcastle, the first leg with Newcastle playing at St. James's Park, the second leg. Daz, what are your initial thoughts? Absolutely delighted um, because I, I, my fear, as everyone's fear, was that we're going to get Man City and the Man City we know would, would turn up. And they have two squads where we have a, 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 a strong 11, maybe two two really good players to come off the bench now. That's what everyone's fully fit. So that is what was the danger. Now we're playing Southampton. We've beaten them already this season. Uh, I think we have. And we have. I remember match, um, Mike being pretty upset about it in his match reactions. But uh, so, yeah, no, I, I, we, we can take Southampton. We have to take Southampton over two legs. And uh, that means we're going to the final. We are going to the final. We have to. We don't want to be complacent, but we're going to the final. And uh, it'll more than likely be Man United in the final. And we can take them. Um, so, uh, buzzing. Buzzing. Chris, talk to us, my man. Yeah, so, someone's so laughing at Life Girl's comment saying, let's not count our chickens. I think she's physically <laughs> enough people counting chickens. So, she's like, she's like in bulk, fixes their body. So, uh... <laughs> um, no, yeah, fantastic, mate. You, you know how much I was saying before about wanting an away draw. Like, an away draw for me was like, um, you know, one one kind of foot into the final. That was the way I was looking at it. Um, if we can go to Southampton and just, you know, not get battered, you know, whether it be a draw or maybe sneak a win, or even if we're 1-0 behind, we're going to go to St. James's Park for the second leg and be like, we're gonna we're gonna absolutely fly. So um yeah, feeling really, really confident now. And yeah, I think um I think I might have to start looking at hotels, boys. <laughs> Definitely. There is no doubt about that. We will said. have to start looking at hotels, won't we, love? We 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 It's Lisa's birthday weekend, do you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's all about you, babe. It's all about you. Yeah, of course <laughs> it is. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Foxy says, a bloody beautiful Newcastle versus Forest final. That would be, yeah. it'd be great yeah. to have Mr. Dior on the way days in the build-up to the final, um, uh, talking all things Newcastle Forest, that's for sure. Um, it, yes, it is two legs, uh, Rocky Woo. Um, it is two legs, um, so we'll be coming back to St. James's Park afterwards. Uh, and hopefully, yes, and we'll be going to Wembley. Um, Russ, legend, super sponsor. What a brilliant Cheers, show. Russ. It's had everything brilliant. Congratulations, lad. Thank you. And look, Russ, you're a part of it. Daz and Chris know more than anyone uh, because they obviously speak to you more often, but you are a big part of that because you're a sponsor to our channel. And um, thank you for being a part of everything Loaded Mag NUFC. That is um that is for sure. And Lisa's broke out into song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we won't be home for tea. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say on that hey, one. Pete, uh, Pete, I'm feeling guilty now. Someone needs to go to bed. Lisa in the background there, Chris's house. She's going, Chris, get off the bed. I want to go to sleep as well. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna break into uh tell tell Lisa Lisa. Definitely. Just before we wrap it up, we will get no doubt we'll get Mike on for another away days before the final. That is for sure. I'm just rustling through these comments as we work down, and I'm near the bottom now. Um, in fact, I'm there. Um, 
Will Henderson be able to play against Man United? Interesting. I don't. He's think on so. loan, isn't he? I doubt yeah, it. I don't think he'll be able to. So no. yeah, um, that'll be an interesting one. Can we loan Debraca to Forest? No, we can't because <laughs> he's already played for two clubs. Can't, Can can't. we loan him back to Man U? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back to Man U, please. Um, uh, give us a chance of them getting beaten. But um, yeah, it, it won't happen. Um, uh, he can't play for another club this season, so he will stay at Newcastle. Boys, that's it for me. We've had so many questions that we've not been able to answer, but I want to say, Doug Morris, I think we might have already mentioned it. Thank you for becoming a member of the Loaded Mag channel. Um, amazing, amazing support. And I don't know if we mentioned before, but Lee no. Carl, £4.49 super sticker. Thank you for showing your amazing support for the channel as well. And all the other super stickers and donations that come to the channel, we really, really do appreciate it. Boys, we're at 5K. Amazing. 5K. Absolutely amazing. Um, massive thank you to everyone supporting us. Daz, I don't know if you want to take us home. Yeah, no, just again to reiterate what Pete said and um, Chris said, just thanks to, thanks to everyone who has subscribed in the past. Thanks for Keith as well Thank for coming you. on to, tonight and then all our past guests. And that also goes for Martin and Richie, as I said earlier. Thanks for thanks thanks for Southampton as well for turning up. And uh, 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 sorry about the, the, the next day, but uh, the next two legs, but uh, it's, it's, we're, we're going to that final. Uh, we're, let's, let's finish off. Uh, make sure you tuned into us on Friday. We have the away days with, with, uh, with Fulham and the uh, College Shock. And yeah, we'll be back with the reaction show on Sunday uh, 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 for that as, as well. And uh, that is it. I think we, we have to go out with our, our, our uh, Dan Byrne mega mix again and say goodnight to everyone. Uh, you like this one, Summer? Good night, everyone. Thanks for watching. Take Hit care. that like on the way out. Good luck. Bye-bye. You never ever beat the man. He's from Blythe. You never ever beat the man. He's from Blythe. He's from Blythe. You never ever beat the man. He's from